millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week in league, to the surprise of no one, we find Blakely on the end of a Polynesian dick. Step aside, Ottoman. There's a new favorite mascot in town. Matt Lodge be thy name. The West Tigers reveal themselves to be a den of prejudice. And we preview all of the action for round nine of the 2014 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 153 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. So, <laughs> what a week it was. I can't even get a straight, <laughs> can't even get a straight face. <laughs> Look at your little face. I just, just... know. I just, this, this week, I, it's, it's, just, it's fucking special, but we'll get into that. <laughs> now, we put um, the, we had a week off last week from the, uh, the of the week teams, and we solicited Nation, the listeners, for their ideas about, you know, some potential, uh, you know, of the week team themes that we could do. And I sort of joked at the time and said, we could, we could get 20, 20 suggestions and just fucking <laughs> let them ride for the rest of the year. Pretty much fucking did get close to 20 <laughs> suggestions. But, uh, you yeah, know, some, some, some of them were stupid and, and like, yeah, it's just hey, so, hey, just so stupid. What do you got to bag our listeners for? I'm not naming names. But oh, some of them were just But so still, st- they're all our listeners. Why do you have to say some of them are stupid? Yeah. Well, they say they're stupid. Their ideas are stupid. You're not a stupid person. You're a very smart person and attractive too, listener. But sometimes you say stupid things or tweet stupid things to us. It's the thing that's stupid, not you. I value you and so does Glenn. Even if he starts calling you a fuckhead or ham hocks or whatever else you like to throw down on you. <laughs> Did you just call Jono attractive? Gee, you're drawing a long bow there. I think you... <laughs> you're not in a position to speak about attraction this week, okay? <laughs> I think you've done enough. <laughs> I've been busy. Former underscore legend I suggested, I'd like to hear um, Rocks and Diamonds teams. Jeez. I think that's a, that is a, a, a very... Um, Who'd be fullback for the Rocks and Diamonds? <sighs> Molson. He's more rocks than the rocks. Fuck, rocks he is, he's just a big But remember, he did, he, he did some occasional good things. Yeah. Very occasionally. Okay. I, I wouldn't go so far as Dugan being rocks and diamonds, Wing. would you? But he's kind of a bit like that. that of all, no, you couldn't put Dugan in there. No. Fuck. But he's a bit rock sometimes when he's got a ball on his dick or whatever, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah Marty Vatterbot. puts him in the tampon all stars, not the rocks and diamonds all stars. The beast is on both wings, really. I mean, he's, <laughs> he he's, takes up both spots. When I hear rocks and diamonds, he's the first name picked. Yeah. Bar none. Bar none. There's probably other wingers out there that are... <laughs> Bo Ryan's probably a good yeah. contender for the other wing, to be honest. Uh, but we don't, want to, we don't want to go through all of them. You know, no, no. I, I would like to... Sl- that I, was a good suggestion, though. Let's run with that one for this week, though. I think it's a it's a, it's a fertile playing field for for uh, ideas. So I'd like to hear everyone. It is uh, Rocks and Diamonds this week. So hash Rocks and Diamonds. And make sure you send it to us, too. It's just easy to find. So give us your Rocks and Diamonds 13. If you want to go 17, you know, I mean, a lot of people sometimes go 17. For fuck's sake, just give us 13, <laughs> please, you fucking nerds. <laughs> 
Sometimes the reason why people go 17 is because they've got someone who has to fucking be there, but their position is taken by someone who is worse than the person, you know, like <laughs> who wins for the for starting lineup, but they need someone and it's not like a wing or a center where they can, you know, ride a couple of positions. Okay, uh, we have got a couple from Beerboy182. He said, uh, an all sex test, all sex, <laughs> sex pest team. And he's, he's decided to dub that one Hash Bowling Alley All-Stars. And a low IQ team, Hash Dumb Cunt All-Stars. And we won't be doing those, but maybe in future weeks. He also said an all Aryan team, Hash Brown Shirt All-Stars. All Redhead team, Ranger All-Stars. All Sleeve Tattoo team, Sleeve Masters. So... Got a fair bit of time on his hands. Oh, mate. Yeah, but thank, thanks for sorting us out for the next six weeks. <laughs> Then we had Tall Hayden came through and he said that, uh, how about a team where every member has a family member who also plays in, played NRL oh, or plays? You could be thinking about that for months. To extend that, though, the conversation went on between uh, Tall Hayden and, uh, and uh, us and former legend said, what about where the family member where they're the shittest one in the family? <laughs> so you'd have like, you know, like a, like a, your, your Scott Fulton's, Chad Randall's. I'm talking thinking manly, like crap manly ones that don't live up to the... Um, Stuart Raper. Yeah, like, yeah, like Josh Morris. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I fucking said it. They're both better than their old man at this point in time. <laughs> well, it's true, it's true. But that one also is a very good one too, so that one will definitely get a run, I think. Uh, I mean, just, the, just where, you know, the family members played... NRL before that one's so many to choose from to narrow it down would be hard but when you put the stipulation on there the shittest member of the family it just opens it up to comedy gold I think uh, Twitter okay Dylan Gearless All Stars <laughs> exactly <laughs> now we got one from uh, That's True now this guy I had, to, I had to actually look at his account and he's tweeted about three times all to, all to us or to me me and you uh, individually. It's another one of those people that joined Twitter just so they could hammer up. He's trying to he's trying to get this that's true thing. <laughs> he's trying to get it he like puts hash that's true like D A T T S T R U at the end of all his tweets. Like he's and that's his Twitter name. It's like he's, it's like he's trying to to get, trend himself. Like he's trying to make it a, his name a thing. It's like a like a real talk sort of he's, thing he's, I suppose. He's trying too hard. Double glazed stiff arm has to be one of the best headings for a while. And he's got hash still fuck manly in the face. Fuck. <laughs> so you got so well, and then you got super aggressive. The theme of the show this week is fucked in the face. <laughs> Adam, nineteen seventy-five. <laughs> Speaking of fucked in the face, he said, "Please put a chapter at the start of all Nate's future manly match reviews, so we can just skip that shit." Hash, shut your cunt mouth. And so I replied to that and said, because <laughs> yeah, usually you and him, you, you usually just smashing him nonstop. Well, he's say, a cock. Yeah, so like, like, it's not like I've just, you know, picked this poor, like, homeless looking guy. Like, that's what he is. But yeah. I haven't just picked him out of nowhere and then just thought I'm just going to slam him. Like, yeah. he tends to leave with his chin and he's a fucking pretty ordinary looking homeless guy. That's why I smash him. Well, I replied to him and said, "Oh, so obviously you've had, you've, you've taken enough of beating from Glenn, and now you want to fucking you, now you want yeah. to go with me." And he said, and "He said, oh, no, you can shut your cunt mouth too." Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> he put a wink. He doesn't on live it. far from here. We should just drive over there mid episode one time. We should and just knock on his door and say. Well, I, you know, I, I know. That I just I, said he was homeless. Clint I know the general the general triangulated area because I mean, he, he doesn't live too far from Killer School. So I think he's complaining about hearing the school bell. Really? For, yeah. He's one of those people. So, just hasn't got enough to complain about. Yeah. School bell. 
And I remember God forbid the kids know when to go to class. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't give me. He didn't give me the. Uh, his, Maybe his, if you had a fucking job. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't give me a street address, but I remember he did say it was between you know, X Street and Y Street. Yeah. So we could we could probably knock on it. Probably rule it out down about a hundred doors. Oh, so we just home invite a hundred people. We get send him. us your address so we can come and hassle you mid episode, and you can you know maybe cook us dinner or something. Give us beers. The Ben Z. How has the first Gronk buy round treated you? <laughs> it, was, it was it was it was peaceful and how's the serenity? <laughs> can I, can I uh, honestly say, like that whole buy round? I went, you know, every second yeah. of of both days, all through the, the entire time, didn't think of that fuckhead once. <laughs> and he's sitting at home thinking, oh, I wonder what those nice blokes at this week in league, well, I wonder how they've gone this weekend. I better send them a tweet. Yeah. You yeah. fucking cockhead. Don't try and cover up for your gronkness now by trying to be nice. He's Damage his, is done, bitch. He's rubbed, he's rubbed his missus in too now. <laughs> he's, got like a, he's got a female gronk of the year as he's robbing. Yeah, I um, <laughs> it's it's. I mean, you know, a man that earns as much money as he does and is in, uber intelligent. He's as very he is, as he keeps fucking telling. He's us. a very important man. And he's, he's, he, he's his apartment has he has many, many books, books. and his apartment smells of rich mahogany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got several punching bags out the back where he practices punching well above his fucking weight. Yeah. Which he's quite adept at, it would seem. <laughs> Tall Hayden. He said, oh, the same amount of tweets this week about a Warriors game this week as every other week. <laughs> and yes, you'd be right on that. Boxcar Jason. Reason, 1,001 while I like this week in league. They spend more than 30 seconds recapping last week's matches. He's got hash NRL footy show. So obviously he's shooting <laughs> shots fired. We do. Shading also, that other piece of shit show. We probably spend more time slagging our listeners off. Yeah, yeah, but... It was to get some listeners that weren't cockheads. But when we talk about footy, though, we actually talk about footy for... We do. You know, there's a good... You know, if the show runs for two hours, 15... You know, this is a rugby league podcast. Uh-huh. You know? If the show what runs for two hours, 15... idea you talk about rugby league. Yeah, if, if this show's like two hours, 15, then we would, you know, for at least oh, like, you know, 60 minutes of that, talk about football. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Stibb. Checked out the coach.cc as dodgy and unprofessional as, well, Ricky Stewart as a coach. I still can't believe that's a real thing. I saw a tweet from uh, today. Uh, someone retweeted it, and it was like, "Okay, you know, you want to be involved in this? Apply now." So they're like trying to get those the players. I wonder if I can get Jackson in there. Uh, maybe I think they're looking for about more like a sort of sixteen, seventeen, aren't they? Is that? Yeah. I don't well, know what the criteria is, but kids gifted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jr. Underscore Buff said, "Any interest with NRL players, past or present, lending their voice to be on the show?" Past, maybe. Well, we've had past. We've we've had uh, have past guys Choppy step in. Yeah, Choppy and MG step in in the past. And I still think we should get Cogger on. Yeah, I don't think Cogger would be. He'd be he'd be able to reminisce with you about the Magpies, like 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 losing games, like you wouldn't believe. <sighs> We'd have to. We should do it over a beer, though. Yeah, that'd or be the thing. Bourbon. We could just get smashed and cry on each other's shoulders. And you'd want to have drinks for about an hour first then start it and then if it's a two hour episode yeah then by you know hour th- that's the end of hour three when- Jesus and just keep coming just be like <laughs> I love you <laughs> Trevor I in- love you too Glenn <laughs> Wolf of- <laughs> the Wolf I'm growing my moustache back is it Wolf of-, Wolf of Wall Street then you go um, yeah miss I have a uh, uh, life threatening condition a medical condition where I need you to bring one of me one of these every 15 minutes <laughs> 
Excellent. That should be a mission. And Cogger's I don't know if we could do it this season, but yeah, Cogger's yeah, got it. And make Cogger's triples as yeah, well. Well, that's how he rolls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Neat. Straight up. No no mixer? Yep, straight up. Straight up. That's Not even any rolls. ice. Unless the ice cubes are made of frozen booze. That's how the golden testicles ride. Exactly. So High look, tight. the problem the 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 problem with with NRL players, current ones, is uh, there's a couple of, there's a couple of issues. We'd be happy to have them, and there's no doubt about it. We'd be able to probably ensure a steady stream of of players coming through on the show. But one is they want to have interesting stories. And that's that's what, something that you can't really guarantee unless you're pre Even if they did have interesting stories, would they be able to tell it in this forum? You know, yeah. would the club let them? But I mean, would I, take I would hazard a guess. Fucking, yeah, yeah. You know, us to extract one super gronkish thing from a player. Yeah, and they've got it in their game, and we've got it. In and, our there's game. A, and there's on Daily Telegraph, and there's game yeah. over. Yeah. The thing, the thing is that in this day and age, mostly. There's no, there's no mysteries as to players how they make their break. They're good at footy at school. They get scouted, jump into a system, work their way up through the twenties, and then they play first grade at some point if they're good enough. And and that's that's how it is. And that's a story for every single player. Yeah, mostly. And there's of course there's exceptions to the rule, but this plays from the ghetto. Yeah, <laughs> in the ghetto. In the ghetto. Or. Otherwise known as Campbelltown. Yeah, and then you've got the other the other point is like, which is what you were making. I mean, you've got these layers. You've got the NRL; they can sanction a player. You've got the club can sanction a player. Then you've got their agents and managers and whatever as, a, as the third buffer. And then you've got the player. So the player would have to be so careful and so uh, these guys aren't the greatest at speaking to the media anyway, unless they're they're media guys like captains of size, people who have to regularly talk to the media, and. Uh, so you'd be getting, they'd be second guessing everything they're saying, or they'd or they'd be loose and face the consequences, which we wouldn't want to bring on a player, even sure. though it would make you know for for great listening. Yeah, it would, <laughs> but it would only last one episode, and then everyone would tell us to get fucked. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know we'd like to do it, but yeah, there's just a start couple with of issues. Maybe yeah. try and track Stan Presdy down. What, you, what he's doing these days, yeah. Stan Presdy. Yeah, Dinova. John Allenson used to be a glassy at Dad's pub. In the you know yeah during the week stories. and then head off to Arana Park for training and yeah Dad said fuck and he'd want to be a better winger than he is a glassy ended <laughs> <laughs> uh, up playing Country Origin back in the day after he'd left Western Suburbs surprise surprise yeah. went on to a representative career playing for someone else because I actually know there is a there's a there's a, there's a former Manly player that hit him up before and he's been like he's all for it. And this is a guy who has some loose stories. Problem is, he's still involved with the club. Jason so, King. No, no, ex ex player. Yeah, ex player. Jason King. Golden, golden age, golden age player. Hasn't played anything re- resembling rugby league for Manly for a number of years. Golden age, age player. Kiwi, Kiwi international. Uh, yeah, back back from the nineties. You know, Brendan Tutor. <laughs> now that would yeah, well, I'll be back on the Maggies. He would punch seven shades of shit out of you. Fucking, I think he would. <laughs> he was a mean motherfucker, man. Jared McCracken. He would be, you know, how's your property going? Oh, fucking <laughs> boom, bang, crash. <laughs> be like an episode of 1960s Batman. 
<laughs> yeah, they wanted to move video one. Brendan Tudor, I wonder what he's doing. What is Brendan Tudor up to these days? Probably being a loose count. Jail for murder, probably. <laughs> oh, I've got no... I think he's probably just got out and he's about to go back in. <laughs> I'm sure one of the listeners... I mean, that's the other beautiful thing is the listeners... The tendrils, just yeah. to get, and someone will know something about. <laughs> Everyone knows something about something, you know. So, we Bruce see. was a big fan of Brendan Tutor. Yeah, I bet he would have been. He said he, he just needs to channel it a bit. <laughs> He's just so wild. He's lashing out in tackles and kicking if people. Bruce, and- if Bruce was still with us, that would be a show that I would like to do. <laughs> get Dad on the show. Get him, get him smashed and get him on a show. But furthermore, do you know how much beer that would? T- it doesn't matter. Whatever it takes. and 22 stubbies. Yeah. 22 stubbies. Sorry. Did I tell you? 15 stubbies at the shop. <laughs> Breath tested on the way home past. What a fucking piss tank. <laughs> what the fuck? Dad, I'm pretty sure his machine was broken. No. Well. <laughs> I just had some fisherman's friends before he blew a thing. That apparently works too. How does that happen? Get him. This is, this is, this is the vision that I would have had. Bruiser on the show. Special guest. We had to have a we have to have a player guest as well. Jason Taylor. <laughs> oh, fucking Jesus. I don't know who we would cane more, me or Jason Taylor. Lock him in Son, a room. Is this what you do every week on this fucking show? Come here and talk bullshit? <laughs> well, who listens to this? I can just imagine it. Fucking hell. Yeah, and so- you, Taylor. I've been wanting to have a word with you. So I think past players is definitely the go, though, because, uh, you know, they can't get fucked up for saying shit, unless they say something that's just, like, patently wrong, like defamatory or whatever, but... It makes me feel that Dad's very inconsiderate for dying when he did. <laughs> I mean, well, he was, he's, he's pretty much ruined the entire show. He, really, like, he would be an absolute star, because he would cane me and everyone would love him. Exactly. He's a proxy for the listeners who <laughs> came you all the time anyway. Um, but yeah, so I think, yeah, as we've just talked through the whole thing, that yeah, I think that, um, you know, past is probably a go. And uh, I, I could uh, maybe reach out because I, I, I don't know. Bell. Oh, just, let's, let's... Try scoring Maestro <laughs> circa 1991. But ideally... If Legs you know, like a gazelle. Ideally, if you know a player... Former that has some, the former player that has some stories that, that you know they could that they could be trusted to keep names out of where required. <laughs> that would be a go because uh, and I, I will get in touch with the the, the former Manly guy. Uh, probably when come, he'll, he'll be up for the Broncos game. Probably so. Does that mean uh, they'll um, come to your house and you have to cook them dinner? Does that mean there'll be less food for me? Because I, I can't. No, no, we probably we won't we won't do it in person with someone. I think. Okay. I mean, unless unless some magical circumstances. Maybe we you could know, head combine. down to the Mango Hill Tavern. Surely they got a room where we could record. Look at the kids' room. Look <laughs> at the kids' playroom. That's there. probably not appropriate. But... <laughs> nighttime. Fucking. If your kids are in a pub and playing in the kids' room at nighttime, <laughs> I mean, you got worse problems than us. <laughs> so come on now, put your fucking kids to bed. They're like, stop saying cunt around my child. I'm like, get your fucking child out of the pub at nine o'clock when it's you're fu- on the pokies, you <laughs> fucking shit parent. <laughs> It's 9.30, you fucking old teabag. Get your fucking kids in bed. <laughs> fucking ABC for kids stops at fucking 6 o'clock, cunt. Does that give you a fucking tip of what time you should start thinking about bathing these little fuckers and putting fucking them thing sang his song hours ago. <laughs> um, Facebook, Ian Saguna. Saguna. Pest as always. But he uh, said... Uh, also, fellas, you're talking about the Maggies uh, regarding their 1998-99 seasons. All I want to know is, Glenn, 
How are you still alive after two seasons of hell, which included multiple, multiple 60-plus scorelines, which people could have mistaken it for the opening partnership of Hayden and Langer back in the glorious winning <laughs> days of cricket? Seven wins in 1999 and 1998. Seven wins out of 48 games. Six 50-point drubbings. Six 60-point drubbings. The highlight, 7-6 win over Penrith in 1999. 1998 top point scorer, 67 points to Brett Hodgson. Matt <laughs> <laughs> Riches has got more than that after round eight. Steve Matai has probably got close to that. <laughs> Jamie Sowers <laughs> kicked more than that in field goals. Yeah. 1999 top point scorer, 56 Brett Hodgson. <laughs> so he actually went less. <laughs> and that's How the, fucking shit and the sad, the sad, The sad thing is for Hodge, he, he was kicking goals. At that point, wasn't he? Yeah. So let's just divide that by and two. And playing on the wing. So let's let. Imagine him being on the end of that back line. Well, yeah. I mean, you'd have to assume that he got some tries. I mean, I could look it up. I can't be bothered. But he would have got some tries. He's a winger. Surely he got a try or two. Fuck. He just spent half your time sitting on one of those stupid looking seats at the security He just divide it directly in yeah. two and say, at most, at most, he's had thirty shots of goal in the season that he's connected with, and he wasn't a he wasn't a shit. You know, he was all right. Yeah, I mean, like, kid. he would have had a reasonable strike rate. So let's say he was operating on a 75% basis. <laughs> That's not many conversions he was throwing the ball for. <laughs> oh, poor fucking... Poor West. And, and these people still long for those fucking glory days before we merged. Well, you know, it's Silly this, this, this is the thing, though. It's like the same as North. I mean, you know, it's like, would you, would you rather have your team and have them be shit or not have them at all? I know you don't like to... Uh I know you're not a big soccer fan. Yeah. It was a fucking good tweet when all the Western Sydney Wanderers fans were marching down Caxton Street. And someone said, a lot of North Sydney Bears jerseys floating around and they've been put back in the comp. Oh, I got, priceless. I got, uh, I got many many retweets when I just, I just thought I'd just throw my hat into the ring just to talk about soccer. And they said, look, I'm, you know, this is just observations from a non-soccer watcher. Yeah. I said, yeah, that, uh, yeah, Brisbane, best team all season. And, uh, the Western Sydney Wanderers fans are often shit cunts and they deserve the worst that life has to offer. And I, I, I you know, the only thing that would have made that game better, because I actually watched it, is uh, if they, if Barisha had scored that goal while they were fucking doing the Poznan, <laughs> that would have been, that would have made, and he missed, he missed out by a couple of minutes, but that would have made it even better. Yeah. And well, maybe if the, if the, if the standard they were doing it in collapsed, but you know, oh. <laughs> Wow. Why doesn't another team have a like an, a chant? Like when they're doing the positive, why doesn't the other team up there, you know, the, the other, oh, like the den? Turn around, you poor cunts. Turn around, you stupid cunts. Turn around, you stupid cunts. You see a lot of teams just do it just to, just to like, to Take mock the them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all very interesting. Uh, we had an email from our mate Tiger Benji. Oh, fuck. Did he send you this email as well? I did send him an email by mistake. Because I have someone at our Roma branch by the name of Ben, yeah, who was being a fucking vagina on the phone talking to someone else, yeah, and I had made a mistake on my computer, and I called myself rather loudly in the middle of the office. I said something along the lines of "Oh, you fucking dickhead," <laughs> and Ben assumed that I was talking about him, yeah, and started carrying on like a vagina. So I sent him a message via email saying. You probably need to stop being a fucking vagina. <laughs> but I sent it to the wrong Ben. <laughs> and 
well, this is not related to Tiger Benji. Well, this is not related to this. So he didn't send you this. He didn't send you this email. Then he said, "It's funny that you mentioned Leo Dinova on this week's episode. Three weeks ago, I got a message from a mate whose wife had just had a child, a son they called Leo." Since I have a habit of naming my children and pets after sporting idols, my el- my youngest son's name is Robbie, and my eldest is Isaac D. Grace. <laughs> I'm not making that up. <laughs> and him being an old Magpies fan, <laughs> my head instantly clicked to two Leos I could think of: Leo Dinova, and of course, Leo Epiphania. <laughs> Leo Epifania was an AFL player who switched to NRL at age 17 and endured a meteoric rise to rugby league stardom for the Magpies in the 80s. 1984, five games, zero wins. 1985, 13 games, two wins. 1986, five games, one win. Overall win percentage, 13.04%. Of course, being just a prodigious talent, his career continued in rugby league as he's been a coach in the West Tigers lower grades for years and is currently the coach of the Magpies, Ron Massey Cup side, and is also a director on the board of the West Magpies. So... (laughs) Obviously, the friend he's referring to is yourself. Yeah, he's fucking. Uh, I mean, he's he's obviously he's, he's set the bar a little high, classing me as a friend. Um, yes, I would love to say that I named my child after Leo Dinova, <laughs> but uh, no, neither of those uh, suggestions are true. It was actually Leonardo DiCaprio. You just can't get over the King of the World no. Titanic scene. No, it's after the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> so, so you've named it after Leonardo, and not even like the Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> He's a Blakely. Like, sure, I'd name him after some fucking world-renowned like artist. <laughs> That's way too cultured for Blakely's man. The kids named after a Ninja Turtle. Is that legit? legit? No, you fucking idiot. <laughs> well, what, I just no, like wait, the name. I don't really know how it came So you don't up. know where the name came from? Like, you know, no, it like... just popped in my head. Okay. Yeah, I was fucking sixth on the list, but the other five got smacked out of me real smart. <laughs> what were the losing ones? You haven't mentioned what the losing ones Yeah, well, we went through that the other week. Uriah, Carlton. Oh, Uriah, Uriah was only... I didn't, I didn't hear of like five or six, though. On oh, Uriah was oh, a big no, one, I'm yeah. A, I've, I've exaggerated that for comedy purposes. Oh, okay. Whoops. It was two. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so that's that. And I've, oh, as I say, uh, thanks to a couple of memberships come in as well, which is good. So we're getting very close to selling these bad boys out. Um, I, I can't believe it. I wouldn't have thought they would would have sold out. But uh, since we drew the line in the sand and said, you know, this is it, this is how many we're making, then uh, yeah. I would have better called my guy about the coolers, ready to give him a spray about where the fuck are my coolers. Oh, we're like, still waiting on the coolers. Congratulations on the baby. I'm like, the fuck did you know about the baby? He goes, well, I rang your work to tell you that your coolers were here. And they said you were off work because your wife just had a baby. Oh, okay, so that was, was like, all good to go. Well, I'll probably won't give you a spray about not having delivered my coolers yet. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I've got them here. I wanted to deliver them to you, but you're busy having babies. <laughs> yeah, here's my home address. On your bike. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> News first story. Well, biggest story of the week for the, in context of this show. And if you want to continue in context of this show, it's maybe the biggest story ever for us as a show because we have set the agenda somehow just through sheer psychic cosmic energy. 
clearly of your pulse. of your lust for Polynesians. We are the pulse of rugby league, <laughs> on and off the field. And uh, yeah, and Blakely was taking Conrad Hurrell's pulse. <laughs> Change temperature, mouth via penis, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's uh, let's let's talk, let's walk through the whole thing. There's a uh, on Instagram a video appeared <laughs> purporting to be Conrad Harrell, and I mean, given his you know his face, I there's no doubt about it. Driving a car, filming uh, a video for Snapchat at the same time as a uh, I would say because a young lady, but she's not um, young. Sucking him off as he drove. You don't see anything, obviously. And this thing is this is the thing, he's been stitched up by someone because Snapchat obviously you send to one or more people, your friends or whatever. You target exactly who you want to send that thing to. So it's not like he's put it on Instagram or, or up on Twitter where it's just going blasted out into the ether and anyone can see it. This is a specific thing that people could watch for times period, you know, a, a, a limited duration. And it's hard to take a a screenshot or, you know, to, to capture it as well. In any case, it has been captured. It was then put up on Instagram by someone and everyone got to see it. And the Instagram link's dead now. But, uh, you know, the video's out there. Uh, I had it emailed to me. And, uh, yeah, so it's out there. So the video, it was... Good luck to the young bloke. A young lady... Well, I just think it's not young. Taylor Why Blakely. does her age matter, Nathan? I'm just what? saying she's not young. Stop Thir- discriminating. 39's not young, that's all. I'm just saying she's not young. Yeah, he's compared to an 89. Oh, yeah, it is, but I mean, like, now you're getting fucking into some sick shit. Like, oh, dentu- taking your dentures out to fucking... Fucking grandmas need loving too, Nathan. Yeah, well, you know. Nanas have their needs. That's all but I'm saying. They do, but, you know, it's, it's it's not something that we need to worry about. They can they can have their needs serviced and I don't need to know about it. That's all I'm saying. You know, this, uh... Tia Willer, Blakely, fancy that for a surname. She's on Shortland Street apparently, and uh, it was uh, it was her. And she's and I love her attitude to it. She's like, yeah, it was me, but it was a private video between me and Coney, and it was meant to. It wasn't meant to have been leaked. Uh, she said, I'm not in an exclusive relationship with Coney. We're good friends and are very close. Uh, she said the fi- the selfie video was filmed about two months ago, but she cannot explain how it ended up online. She believes he took the video for fun and posted it privately on Snapchat to a friend who leaked it. Connie filmed it as a joke, but neither of us knows who uploaded it. But I accept what I do in my life, and neither of us are bothered about it. It was a tape between two people who have a lot of fun together. It's not like I'm Kim Kardashian. Fuck, she's handled that like a boss. Absolute perfect way of handling it, because at the end of the day... No, I meant his penis. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is... The day with the, the, when sanctions... And it's still ongoing. Like, the Warriors are, what are we going to do? What are the Warriors going to do? They, the Warriors have got to name the person involved in it, even though everyone knows who it was. And then they name the person. And they've named him in the team this week, so obviously he's not getting any immediate sanction. The day when someone can't get their dick sucked on video for fear of losing their job or, you know, being punished in their job... I just... I find it interesting, Nathan, if I could just... Pop up on my, my little soapbox here for a moment. Oh, get up there. I'm up there. I'm waiting. I find Sorry. it fucking interesting mm-hmm. that two consenting adults can engage in some sort of sexual activity of their choosing, no matter how fucking mm-hmm. kinky or whatever. That's not that kinky. Don't get me wrong. But they can do whatever the fuck they want Put this in way. their own fucking private setting. Do whatever they want. They're not hurting anyone. First time you got a video phone, of course you filmed yourself having sex, right? Everyone does. 
I'm not saying put it online. Mate, even I don't want to see that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Sorry. It's like you got to go back to old school. you got to go back to the old school where you had to put gaffer tape over the little red light in the video camera so they wouldn't know and shit, you know? It's <laughs> one of my one of my main favourite sayings. Pay no attention to the red flashing light in the corner. <laughs> I just... Again, they're, they're two consenting adults. They can do what the hell they like. Um, it's not a great look that it's been it's been put out into the open, but... You know, at the end of the day, they put their hands up. I think um, the lady in question has handled it quite well. For him to face sanctions over that, it probably needs, you know, a bit of a lesson in how to handle social media. He needs a bit of like, you know, don't do that again. But what he doesn't need is a monetary penalty or a fucking game's off. If he gets fined or suspended for that, and then there's still rumours that Blake Ferguson... Is going to be, you know, signed by an NRL club, and yeah, it's, and and I've got no doubt that next season Blake Ferguson, yeah. Ferguson will be yeah. playing in the Robert NRL. Rob Louis has a career. He spent some time off, but I mean, come on now. But as far as the the penalty fitting the crime, if yeah. Conrad Harrell gets suspended for for one second for that, then fucking guys that are fucking convicted sex offenders or convicted wife beaters mm-hmm. um, should never be able to play rugby league again. Exactly. Let's get, you know, let's get the the penalty. And we're talking, you know, we're heading into women in league round. The only reason, you know, and I saw some people tweeting, oh, it's not a good look for women in the league. Well, she's a strong, powerful woman that doesn't mind sucking a guy's dick. And she's, and she's, owning, and she's, she's owning it. And she's owning it, saying, yeah, I did it. And like, and, Great. And, and, don't you want, like, And I don't give a shit, and I don't fucking care because I did. And guess what? No one else should fucking care either because... That's uh, right. You don't know. You, isn't that... That's the sort of women you want in league. Powerful, confident fucking women that fucking are happy to fucking engage in consensual acts with guys that they have fucking affection for. And speaking about sanctions, I mean, if you're going to start sanctioning things, I mean, geez, if 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 they're going to start making examples of people getting, you know, getting getting their their dick sucked by Blakely, I mean, this show is going to be knocked off the air. Yeah, it's, weekly. it's not looking good. Weekly, it's really not looking good. <laughs> But could, could, let's fast forward to next year's women in league round. Yeah. Let's say Robert Louis learns to tackle and makes it back into first grade. Yeah. And um and Blake Ferguson's playing NRL. Yeah. What's a better look for fucking women in league round? Conrad Hurrell playing, or those two fucking grubs playing? Exactly. Give me a fucking break. I that's just I, I just can't stand how the media jumps all over this shit and it's it's salacious and I get all the rest of it, but fucking let it go. It's a nothing story. Um, and it's not like he released this to you know the internet to you know he hasn't to, Snapchat to degrade, to degrade degrade her or do anything like no. that either. I mean, it's like if I you know you sent me a video or I sent you a video, and then that person, the recipient, takes it upon themselves to fucking spread it around. Mm. That person's a cunt to start with, fucking right. dogging you out. Exactly. And it's right. not. It's not like it's your. You know. You know what I mean? Yeah. All those videos you sent me of you having sex with yourself, I've, you know, I've yeah. kept them under wraps. Exactly. Kept them exactly. under wraps. I'll watch them a lot. The internet would break. Sorry? The internet would break. You sent that out there. Oh, oh my God. Fucking download records. <laughs> you need to buy some new mirrors, mate. <laughs> Paris Hilton. But really, shit. What were the fucking odds of the lady's name being Blakely? Like, it's, she's, she seems like a, um, 
a Maori lady. Uh, she's she's got a very uh, Maori sounding first name, mm-hmm. and Blakely as a said. What the fuck were the odds of that? You know, I keep saying you guys have got me all wrong. I made a couple of throwaway remarks about Sonny Bill and Honey and tying him to a chair. Like who hasn't said that? And now all of a sudden. Everyone ties this in because we're the same surname. Like, the sheer psychic got force. got me all wrong. The psychic force of this show combined with the listeners has actually forced this event, has, has set in motion the events that got these two to meet. Yeah. A parallel universe created by our show has, <laughs> has, has morphed into reality. Yeah. It's... Unbelievable. It's just... Why couldn't it have been a Gilas? Why? Yeah. yeah, not as many of those. Not as many of those around. How many Blakelys do you know? Two. Well, yeah. a few, including cool. that aren't related to me. Yeah, ones that One. aren't related to you. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know her. I've just seen her suck a guy's dick on video. Well, you, you, <laughs> might, you might as well know her. You guys are besties, basically. Yeah. Well, you know, I've seen her I've seen her in one of her more intimate moments, yeah. <laughs> you could say. So, I mean, we practically people related. you know very closely that you've even seen in those moments. So, you probably know her better than you know them. Well, it's true. It's true. Obviously, you drive it a car, coffee, <laughs> coffee. So, obviously, I'm closer yeah. to her than you. <laughs> Wait, you if got you, me all wrong. If you would just install Snapchat on your phone like I've been telling you to. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the moral of the story is shut the fuck up about these guys as if like they've done something wrong. You know what? Maybe getting maybe maybe using his mobile phone when he's driving a car at the same time is distracted driving. Maybe that's not a good thing to do. True. I would caution him against doing that. And obviously you'd be probably Distracted further. What? I just wouldn't have the coordination. <laughs> he, did, he, did a tre- he did a tremendous job. I might have to commend him on his safe driving, actually, <laughs> under the circumstances. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, just stop being such fucking prudes. I can't believe the NRL would even, like, have to talk to the Warriors about anything that it even, you know, it would even be a thing. So... Just let it go and uh, take down the people that fucking deserve it. Uh, we had some tweets come through. Uh, <laughs> Tall Hayden said, uh, Conrad Harrell should have realised that these kinds of action would just blow up in someone's face. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Here we go. It's Matthew. I think this incident is getting blown out of proportion. And I sent a tweet to the, the mould today about two, but I just can't for the life of me fucking remember what I said. But it was pretty good. I actually managed to get two single entendres into one tweet, you know, to tr- to trump these people. <laughs> there was something about him, you know, taking you know taking hold of this, <laughs> taking hold with two hands. And <laughs> all right, anyway, moving right along. NRL head of football Todd Greenberg said there will be a review of the rule that allows clubs to withdraw uninjured players from representative games without fear of punishment. The Rabbitohs and the West Tigers came under fire for taking young guns Alec Johnson and Luke Brooks out of the New South Wales under-20s, despite both players being fit to play. Several other stars were also withdrawn with questionable injuries from the City Country game. Laurie Daly's already expressed his disappointment that the clubs were allowed to put self-interest ahead of development of the game, but as it stands, they are powerless to act. This is because of an outdated clause in NRL player contracts that stipulates players who withdraw uninjured are not allowed to play in NRL, in quotes, on the same weekend. The rule was introduced before the introduction of standalone representative round. But Greenberg said it was time for a review. 
under the current contract, they are not compelled to play. But if you're asking me the question whether we will review it, the answer is yes, we will. We will review it in consultation with the clubs. Asked if players could be stood down from the following NRL round in the future if they withdrew uninjured. Greenberg said, if you look at the NRL contract and the way it's written, they would develop when there wasn't a standalone round. I don't really want to say too much more than that, other than we review it next year. And uh, Laurie Daly stopped short of saying he would ban uninjured players who withdraw. But he said it was time for the game to make a decision on the future of rep footy. I think NRL clubs have probably been a little bit precious. I get that they need to protect their assets, but they do have a a, a greater duty to grow the game and, and build the game. Um, yeah. They all want their share of the dollars that come by way of um, television rights, etc. But, you know, State of Origin is, is the pinnacle of rugby league. You hear players say it all the time, but International Rugby League needs to be built as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think part of growing the game includes building it in the country areas, and I think the city country game is is one is is a real highlight of of the calendar as far as country rugby league goes. Um, they need to take the game there, they need to promote it, and they need to get the best possible players in the team to put on the best possible show um, that is available. And I just think it's. At the end of the day, players can get injured in trials. Players can get injured in in test matches. Rep, you know, other rep games on in the NRL. They can fucking David Kidwell tripped over his kid <laughs> and blew his ACL. Like at the end of the day, if the fucking planets align and your fucking number comes up and, you, and you're going to be the guy that gets injured, then so be it. You know, yeah. I just you know they need to take a bit more of a big picture approach and and it needs to be enforced by the by the NRL and it, you know they want to get the players that people want to pay money to go and see need to be in the teams I don't I don't really see why it's a massive deal yep. um they've been doing it for fucking eons you yep. know like guys like Sterling Mortimer those sort of guys they took pride in those city and country jumpers you know yep. like um and and same for the for the test matches and and I don't see why that has changed these days. You know, those guys are legends of the game and, um, you know. Maybe City Country was more of an actual genuine selection trial back then and it wasn't that people aren't proud of the jerseys now. It's kind of like, well, you know, I'd rather not fucking... Well, they're handing the fucking things out to reserve graders is what they're doing. So by way of players not making themselves available, ruling themselves out, or clubs doing it on their behalf, they're cheapening the value of the jersey. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um... You know, like Peter Sterling is very proud of his country jersey. Um, <laughs> and there's no reason why that couldn't be again. And why not make it a genuine fucking selection trial? God knows New South Wales need the help. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And speaking of, Paul Gallen has revealed Laurie Daly almost... Uh, he, oh, sorry, he took the 2013 Origin Series loss so hard that he almost quit his post as New South Wales coach after just one year in the job. He'd spent so much time and emotional energy on getting the formula right for series victory that the loss in Origin 3 had a bigger impact on him than outsiders realised, said Gallen. I know Laurie, and he wasn't going to do the job again this year. He was shattered after last year, as we all were. For a guy who's relaxed or seems pretty relaxed, he took it really, really badly last year. So I'm glad he's back on again this year, and hopefully we get the job done for him. I just wanted to say, just bring that story up, just to say, fuck up, you sook. Fucking do your job. Well, if, if he's contracted for more than one season... Yeah. If if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um. You know, do you want to coach putting your putting your campaign together that, you know, 
lose one series. You've lost seven before that. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the other coaches got punted. I don't know that they were keen to quit after one year. If he's going to be the guy, he has to stay the course. And I don't know that um, he or even you know New South Wales fucking wildest supporters um, would have thought that he was you know he was going to turn the tables and and that series victory was going to be a cakewalk. At the end of the day, he worked hard. New South Wales are very very close and closer than they've been um, for a long time. I think he should have been probably a bit more proud of his efforts and exactly. And, I mean, maybe and back you know, it up, build on what they've done, and rather than fucking consider quitting, I, th- I think yeah, maybe turn that turn all that emotion towards you know people like Robbie Farah who cost you the victory, maybe people yeah. like Robbie Farah that put you in position to fucking be close to winning the series rather than having someone like Michael Ennis that would have lost it three 0 So we'll never know though, um, will we? We'll never know. <laughs> Feel free to pick Michael Ennis. Because surely there's not one person on this fucking earth that still believes that he should be picked above Robbie Farah. Look, Is there still people that are that fucking ignorant? Look, if I, if I, if I was a selector, I'm not a selector, so I can't say. No. I mean, yeah, you can tell me to pick Ennis, but like, look, where would it get me? I'm not a selector. I'd just be some fucking crazy dude. <laughs> yeah, you picked them. <laughs> hey, Mikey, you picked <laughs> You picked. <laughs> He's just like fucking Eddie Munster. You picked. I just I think Michael Ennis has, has done more of more disservice to his own origin credentials um, than anyone else. So, uh, you know the, his his general play, um, and I just think there's a general shift um, in what makes an origin player because I don't think people in New South Wales really understand. Um, what makes an origin play? That's Gus Gould goes on about it all the time, and and for a long time there it was grubbiness and niggle and trying to get under the skin of your opponent rather than sheer skill and uh, and determination and, and heart and being able to make sixty tackles in a state of origin game and not give away five penalties. Just just saying, <laughs> that's what it takes. Yeah, but I mean, origin play, you'd also say, is that guy that can step up, get the ball in his hands on the last play when the game's there for the winning and actually not kick it out on the fall or fuck up and do something stupid? Mate, the best players want the ball in their hands. Michael Jordan didn't make every shot or hit every free throw. Yeah, he fucking made them when they counted, though. That's why Robbie Michael Farris Jordan. made plenty when it's counted too, mate, and won plenty of games for every team he's ever played for, so... Yeah, yeah, and Origin two, and he's, he's Origin got, two last year. Yeah, he's got thousands of thousands of premierships and and uh, an Origin wins the fucking show for two. More yeah. than Michael Ennis has got. <laughs> has Ennis got any? I don't know. He's, he's played been, for every fucking He's been club around. He's been around. I wonder if he just if he landed him in any of those clubs. Like, where, where, when was he at the Broncos? Didn't he do his knee that year though? Oh, see, this is the thing. It's Does Michael Anderson. It's Michael Anderson. I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, to be honest, I just couldn't care less. So maybe, maybe there's an. Hey, uh, maybe one of the people that still thinks he should be playing Origin could tell us. You know, as he won a premiership. You know who'd know? Who cares? Bulldog supporters. They'd know. Yeah. Because they actually we, like him. They defend him. Do we have any of those listening? Yeah, we do. We have like guys like GT and. Oh yeah, GT's Chapo, all right. Gronk. Here we go. Tell us. Yeah. Now. And he's he he doesn't mind a Robbie Farrar. GT John. Oh, he loves he loves a bit of Robbie Farrah. He does. He doesn't mind Robbie. He's not one of those fucking gronks that consist consistently fucking just yep. hates on Robbie be, be, because of Ennis. Yep, yep. Now, uh, 
Well, and what are those cunts going to do when Michael Ennis signs for the Cronulla Sharks <laughs> and plays behind John Morris? Oh, they'll turn really, really fast. I love it. Now, um, anyway, while, while, we're, while we're speaking of, like, you know, let's be real shit cunts, the West Tigers, they'll meet with the uh, non-shit cunt, Simon Dwyer, and his manager to discuss his long-term future at the club. Now, last week, after this show went to, to air, they, they had an article come out saying, hey, he's a forgotten man of rugby league. Dwyer, he's, he's been forgotten completely. Uh, everyone's getting a lot of love and, you know, offers of support and everything out there to uh, Alex McKinnon, as they should, and, you know, it's a good thing. But what about Simon Dwyer? Three years on, almost three years on, he's um he's fucked his, his arm, his right arm. He has no use of it at all. Ripped five nerves from the spinal column in 2011. What are people doing? And and the article came out saying like you know he's never heard from the players' association. They've done fuck all. He's in the NRL. He's never heard from them. I mean the West Tigers, to their credit, they did give him a, a it was a player termination payment in conjunction with a, a a job as a GPS statistician. And so he's got that. That was a three year contract um, worth three hundred and sixty grand. But uh, that's coming to an end this year. And uh, he's considering legal action in a bid to receive compensation. So. Um, He's been paying 9.25% of his wage into a superannuation fund. That's paid quarterly. And uh, his management will also look at the State Government Sporting Injuries Insurance Act, which is a fund in which sporting organisations can pay premiums and then apply for a benefit. Applications go to a committee, which then determine whether the injury falls under the Act. Injured players can be compensated in a lump sum of up to 171000 With his injury, it's understood his maximum... 171000 Yeah. Who come up with that number? That's a random number. But this is the this is the, that's that's the maximum, okay? With his injury, it's understood his maximum payout through workers' compo would be about fifty grand. So permanent, or you know, potentially seems to be permanent. Losing the the use of an arm permanently, that's fifty grand. What the fuck do you have to do to get the one hundred seventy one? Die, I guess. And then what? What goods one hundred seventy one thousand here? Oh, you know, your family might yeah might be helpful. You think? If you're the primary breadwinner, you know? But this whole situation, from the very fucking moment he hurt himself and the trainers walked him off the field, which I still shake my head at, that trained professionals mm. wouldn't just err on the side of extreme caution in that yep. situation. Yep. When a guy has issues with feeling, etc., put him on a fucking medicab, put him mm-hmm. on a stretcher, I don't care what you ought to do, yep. but... Don't make the cunt walk off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just seems... And I know, like, certainly in my industry, OH&S and safety is fucking way over the top. I had a story today that we had to find plain-coloured hard hat brims. So it's a brim that goes over the outside of your hard hat, yep. so it gives you more sun protection. Yep. But they couldn't be green, which is the standard fucking colour, or red, which is also available... Because people might mistake those as an indication to go or stop someone's hard hat brim. <laughs> so you see a person go, oh, he's Mr. Go. I'm going to fucking We see someone with something wrapped around their hard hat and that's all of a sudden a green light. Yeah. For fuck's sake. In 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 but, contrast to any actual road lights that we exactly. may be following or at that time. Or a stop go sign. Or a stop go sign, sake. yeah. You know, you see that the absolute over-the-top levels that these sorts of legislation makes people go to, Mm -hmm. you've got a guy that's got an unknown injury on the field, 
they don't know the full extent. Yep. So you err on the side of extreme caution. You put him in a fucking neck brace if you have to. Yep. Put him on a stretcher or a medicab or whatever and get him off the field. You do not make him walk off the field. So from that moment, this whole situation has been handled fairly fucking shabbily. And, and the club, to their credit, has gone, um, you know, to some lengths to, to ensure he's got some sort of financial future ahead of him and, and mm-hmm. giving him a job, etc. Um, as part of that, though, he had to sign a, a, waive, a waiver saying that he wouldn't take legal action against the club. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a little bit of um, they've covered their know, ass there pretty extortion, well. Extortion, yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, and 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 that's probably due diligence on their part, and that's probably yeah. come from some legal advice from people higher. Up. I know that things happen in my workplace, and and legal gets wind of it, and all of a sudden things are handled very very differently mm-hmm. for reasons that can't be fathomed in my teeny tiny little brain. So, <laughs> um, he's um. It's a, such a shame to see his future cut so short. But as far as his playing career, but he's a young kid still. Yeah, you know, he he's got a lot of years with with a fucked arm. Essentially, mm-hmm. a lot of medical bills. If it's ever going to get better, or if he's ever going to get you know whatever percentage of use it, the prognosis is, which I don't know, um, and that costs money. And yep. where's that money going to come from? When and that's the thing. Had he not come to the papers or, or made some sort of noise or someone's made noise on his behalf drawing from the amount of attention that Alex McKinnon's got he would have been legitimately would have been the forgotten guy his yeah. job at the Tigers would have disappeared you know, he would have been back to living in Macquarie Fields and never to be fucking heard from again what if Alex McKinnon never got hurt never yeah, yeah once again it would have been something you know, probably would have come up yep, yep. you know it's it's pretty sad, and the fact that you know, and all the positive stuff in regards to McKinnon. I don't want to draw comparisons, but um, as far as their injuries go, but there's a lot of positive, and there's a huge push. The the NRLs jump straight behind the media's all over it, and yet this kid hasn't heard from the players' association mm-hmm. or the NRL in two years, mm-hmm. and, and the NRL you would probably expect a level of ignorance. Yeah. But the Players Association, he's the, he's the very a... fucking person that they're mm-hmm. paid and and that's their duty to represent. Yep. And he hasn't heard fucking boo. Yep. What are they doing? Who knows? That's the, that's the big question, it's isn't it? one thing you, you, as far as the, um, again, I know it's a much smaller scale, but as far as American sports, the players' associations are very, very prominent, very outspoken, very yep. front and centre. The fuck? Rugby league <laughs> players, there's just so much shit going on. How many times do they pull these fucking players aside and say, mate, you're a fucking gronk? Pull your head in. <laughs> well, I, I, would, I don't know, but I would estimate zero, zero. times. Um, yeah. it, I, I bet, you know when there's enterprise bargaining agreements and all those sorts of things, that's when you hear from the Players Association. When you've got a kid that's two years removed from the game, from a promising future where he could have been earning, you know, half a million dollars a year, he's now got a $100,000 a year job with a club which is about to dry up and he's and he's staring down the barrel of a $50,000 compensation payout and then, see you later, thanks for coming. Yep. Good luck with the next 45 years of your fucking life. Yep. Pretty much. Trying to 
get a job where you've only got one hand. Yep. Um, Drummer yeah. for Def Leppard. Have, Nathan, I was hoping we were going to get through this whole <laughs> fucking story without you being a cunt. <laughs> I'm not being a cunt. Turns out that wasn't possible. <laughs> I mean, cunt at all. I mean, I think the, the other the other wrinkle just at the end is that uh, former CEO Steve Humphreys, who was big on making offers, verbal offers to people, apparently there are suggestions that he offered him a job for life. So the club has to determine when, if or how that offer was made and then go from there. And on this article, no comment from the Players Association Chief Executive, David Garnsey. Yes, well, Humphrey's left a lot to be desired <laughs> as yeah. a CEO, but um, if it's one thing, one legacy you could leave behind a job for Simon Dwyer for life would probably be something nice to rest his hat on. Agree. And finally, uh, <laughs> shenanigans in the under-20s origin game. It was a spiteful little game, this one. I loved it. It was old school. I mean, there was actually a, a proper, there was some proper brawls. There's melees erupted, you know, several times during the game, but there was a proper bo- uh, brawls to the point where, you know, players were binned. And, um, and we had, <laughs> people tweeted us about it immediately. and said, look, you know, are you guys sponsoring this game or particularly player? <laughs> Matt Lodge. He, uh, for some reason, <laughs> he had tape on his wrist and he had the word cunt written on strapping tape. Uh, it was picked up on Fox Sports coverage. Photographs, that still screenshots started circulating on Twitter. And <laughs> Lodge found himself in the bin. He was involved in the fight in the 22nd minute, got in the sim bin. Oh, of course he was. <laughs> this guy is, is just sensational. And uh, why did he have that on his strapping tape on his arm? Brothers cunts. Brothers cunts. What is that? What does that mean? Brothers. We're brothers. It's just like, you know, we're a team, we're brothers. So I'm going to look at that to remind me that we're brothers whenever I'm feeling like I don't want to make that tackle or, you know, sprint that extra meter. But he's, that. He's, he's put... We're brothers cunts. Brothers cunt. He's, that's, he's put that in big capitals too. Yeah. Like he's talking to himself. His brother's hermaphrodite or I don't know what's he trying to get at. <laughs> like, <laughs> his brother's his sister and he just doesn't my know. My brother's keeper, my brother's... Ke- maybe there was, you know, my... Maybe that's something. His brother's having some gender issues. I don't know. This could go a bit deeper than what, you know. Maybe... We ma- thought it was just purely motivational. Maybe, you know, he's doing it to raise awareness for the fact that his brother's got a vagina. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe he's just our favourite mascot now <laughs> well he has to be he doesn't even need to have a name um you know anyone that just champions the c-bomb yeah you gotta love it you just gotta love yeah, it you see players running out there with you know special stuff written down and you know some guys put the the crucifix on there if they're particularly religious yeah was it you this know blokes we, just running out with the yeah, yeah, going out there with like the sacked staff like you know from the asada yeah, shit, like you know he's um <laughs> He's just pulled the pin on a C-bomb and written it on his arm. <laughs> exactly. Like a champion. What else do you need to remind yourself of? I think I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's leave the players alone. You've had a big week. <laughs> and, uh, and Mitchell Moses from the West Tigers. Hey, Matt, let's go for a drive in your car. <laughs> <laughs> Put the top down. <laughs> Feel the wind through my hair. <laughs> through your hair, through my beard. <laughs> West Tigers playmaker Mitchell Moses has had to apologise to the Queensland under-20s lock Josh Bateman and NRL officials for a homophobic slur that has cost him a two-match suspension. He called Bateman, and I quote, a fucking gay cunt, as they packed the scrum in the 69th minute during the under-20 state of origin. Uh, He had to go to Rugby League Central, apologise to officials in person, and also spoke to uh, Bateman 
about the offensive remark, which was heard by the television viewers. The mics did definitely pick it up. Greenberg said the comments were not acceptable under any circumstances and Moses had become the first player suspended for breaching the game's anti-vilification policy. Uh, he was also ordered to undergo an anti-vilification education and awareness program. Greenberg said, The NRL has consistently made it clear there is no place for any form of discrimination in our game and we will take firm action if it occurs. The player has accepted responsibility and apologised for his comments, which was taken into consideration in determining the penalty. After careful assessment, we have decided to issue the player with a two-match suspension. We will also require him to participate in a program to improve his awareness and understanding of the importance of eliminating discrimination, particularly homophobia, in the game. Not a not a particularly great use of the C bomb. Um, no, I mean, he, which we we certainly his teammate uh, provided an absolute you know perler of an example and poster uh, boy for the use of C bomb. Mitchell's missed the mark. Yep, pretty disappointing. Um, I don't know if it's just Gen Y ignorance. I would have thought Gen Ys were a bit more uh, educated um, on homo- you know homophobia and the general repulsive nature in which it's held and um it just speaks to the sort of shit that he that you know the 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 type of person he is in terms of things he would say just in a casual environment you know in private yeah because you get the 69th minute of the game you're fucking tired you want to roll the guy up you're not thinking straight so you so you 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 hit something on autopilot yeah you know what i mean let me give you that's the worst thing about it (laughs) And and it's a pretty sad state of affairs that um, one of the kids on on the other under sevens team, someone one of the kids bought a soccer ball. Yep. And um, he's like, "What'd you bring a soccer ball for? Soccer's gay." This kid's seven. What the fuck is going on in his house? Yeah, yeah. You know, like I just and it's. It's just fucking unnecessary. That's a seven-year-old repeating what they've heard the old man say. Yeah. Or the older brother or something like yeah. that, you know? Oh, don't be gay. What, are you yeah. gay? Yeah. Well, yeah, I might be, Dad. What the fuck problem is it? Yeah, I don't even think it'd be that... I don't even need to go that deep. He just heard him say, you know, just to say it's a derogatory thing towards yeah. soccer, it's gay. He probably doesn't even know what the fuck that means. Exactly Or what right. it could mean, you know? Exactly right. And But it's those sorts of attitudes and... If you don't know what it means, but it becomes acceptable to say, as you yep. get older, and you do know the meaning, but you've been saying it, so it's, it's more acceptable. Still in the then habit you get of the saying, meaning, yeah. so then you can apply it. Mm-hmm. It's it speaks to shit fucking parenting. At the end of the day, or yep. ignorant kids, yep. one of the two, hanging around with probably a bunch of dumb footballers mm-hmm. since he was fifteen. Yep, and probably some coaches that are equally as ignorant. Yep. yep. Um. It's it's fucking unnecessary. Like, get over it. I really don't have a massive issue. Um, I look forward to a day where, you know, players and athletes are open about who they are and why, you know, why is that someone's go-to insult? Yeah. Why why is that how you put someone down? Yeah. You know, I just at the end of the day. A two-match ban is is probably, um, you know, when you look at again, we we speak to some of the other fucking atrocities that have been committed and and some pretty pitiful uh, punishments that have been handed out. At the end of the day, 
two weeks for a, a throwaway line that's fairly fucking ignorant from a kid that should know better. Um, and, and I hope he's copying it from his family. Yeah. I hope. Because that's the sort of people, that's his peers, and I hope I hope he's copying it from his coaches, and I hope he's, his family's giving him a fucking absolute pizzling. Yep. Because, you know, there's enough... There's enough fucking idiots in the world... You know, we just we need less fucking idiots. That's my that's my motto for this evening. Yep. The world needs less fucking idiots. Yeah, and you think about it, it's just like it's almost twenty years for Ian Roberts since Ian Roberts has actually, you know, yeah. became that guy and you know, and, and came out nothing has fucking changed in no. twenty years and we haven't had any other, you know, players take that step or anything like that. you you look back and you think, wow, wow, it was that long ago. It wasn't all that long ago that what an impressive fucking move it was sure. from him back then, considering you look at the climate now and we've got this this shit happening and nothing much has you know. It wasn't really all that changed. long ago that someone asked LeBron James how he would handle having a gay teammate and he really struggled with his answer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The answer is I don't fucking care. Exactly. Exactly. It's pretty fucking... It, it, you know, if you're not a f- fucking imbecile, it's a pretty easy thing to to yeah. grasp and, and, to, and to deal with. Because you know what? There's nothing to fucking deal with. It's not something that has to be deal with. It's just a thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, I, I just... Um I just, I just wonder, you know, like you say, it's been twenty years, and how much has fucking changed? Yes, yeah. awareness is greater. Yep. But and have the like vilification things in there that can that can actually see someone get suspended for saying something like we're yeah. dealing with right now. So you know, there have been steps made. There still needs to be a lot more. Yeah. Um, proactive work done on um, homophobia, racism, and you know, general fuckheadedness that tends to rear its head in our game from time to time that's a that's a thing with footy at the moment is the things that the things that happen it's just it just comes down to fuckheads yeah like fuckheads like Blake Ferguson and fuckheads like Dugan and like just dumb shit and, and there's dumb different levels yeah oh, different there's, there's, levels yeah, certainly, of fuckheadedness yeah. I, I think Dugan has been guilty of being a fuckhead yeah. but at the end of the day he's never sexually assaulted someone that's right he's yeah. never beaten his missus yeah that's he's, right he's got on the piss and carried on like a bit of a young tool yep not condoning his actions by any stretch, yep. but um, you know, Todd Carney, yeah, he's a tool on the piss. Yep, never sexually assaulted someone, never beaten his missus. No, you know, so different levels of fuckheaded. Yeah, uh, fuckheadedness, but fuckheadedness nonetheless. Yeah, they all live in the same bucket. Yeah, <laughs> well said. <laughs> Recaps kicked off Friday night football Allianz Stadium in front of a crowd of about 25,500 people. Australian Kangaroos 30 defeated the Kiwis 18. And uh, Australia's 30 points came from tries to Greg Bird, a double to Brett Morris, Greg Inglis, and Cooper Cronk. Thurston 5 from 5 conversions defeating the Kiwis. Tries to Jesse Bromwich, Tohu Harris, Sam Moa, and 3 from 3 conversions from Sean Johnson. What did you think of the crowd? Yeah, it was all right, but it was in Allianz, so I mean, you know, you could definitely see the 
There was empty patches. Wasn't quite the uh, cavernous <clears throat> arsehole that it would have been if it was at. Um, yeah, out there at uh, at Homebush. At Homebush. Yeah. But, um, I was pretty impressed with the Kiwis. Um, got a few Kiwi kids in Jackson's footy team and saw uh, some of the parents on on Thursday night at training. Yep. And um, I asked a couple of them how they thought the Kiwis were going to go, and and. Um, one of the dads who's got a couple of boys, a couple, two brothers in in the team said, I think we're going to get our asses smacked. And the team, it's a stink team. <laughs> hey, Glenn, Glenn. Yeah. Going to get our asses smacked, bro. Team shit, bro. <laughs> um, and I saw him on Saturday and said, geez, you'd be pretty happy, wouldn't you? He said, oh, I was very proud of the way they played and yeah. um, I wasn't expecting it by any stretch. I sat, he said, I... It was a long time I sat there and, and expected Australia just run away with it, but the Kiwis didn't really let him go, let him get away. So, um, I think that sort of speaks for the general consensus as far as the game went. Australia were unbackable favourites, and um, there was a lot of talk in the media, and they brought it up a lot after the game um, yep. about there was a lot of talk that they were get, going to get fifty or sixty or so put on them, and. Um, They've obviously used that as a, as motivation, and it's it's interesting to see that I think they were probably only two, maybe three fifth tackle options away from stealing that game. Yeah, because it's only when those poor fifth tackle options handed Australia the ball, whereas if New Zealand had have been able to get repeat sets there and build more pressure. Um, you know, Australia are very, very good, but they had conceded tries. Yep. And, um, you know, with two, three, four sets on their line, they, you know, you'd be a, you'd be a fairly uh, faithful fan to say that they wouldn't have cracked one last time. So, um, young side, they'll learn a lot from it, the Kiwis, but for 65 minutes, they, um, they stuck it to the Australians. And um, certainly through the forwards, I thought there yep. was a lot of talk about letters missing out. Yep. Um, how much of a difference would he have made, considering how the how the rest of the boys went? Yeah, yeah, I um, think they still would have they still would have liked him there. Absolutely, he, he no, no, no. Too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. He would have added another Next dimension. Stuff, you know? yeah. yeah. Um, Sam Muller killed it. Yep. Um, Marty Tapao when he came on, Adam Blair was great. Um, at the back end there, they were tackling their guts out, and Blair made you know a couple of try savers in a row, and yep. and just missed the one on Inglis yep. as well coming across and cover. So. Um, yeah, I think maybe they might have been Kieran Foran away from from snatching that game. Yep. The fact that That'd be um, fair. Tohu Harris was um, was playing five eight and trying to f- play a bit of a fill in role and and um, didn't really offer much as far as attacking options went. Certainly fifth tackle options. Yep. Um, you know, Kieran Foran there is it's a different story. So. Good signs uh, for the Four Nations at the end of the year, and they'll build on that. And but Australia, to their credit, it comes to the back back end of the game. They need a clutch play. They put two two clutch plays on, and yeah, and that's the game for the majority of the game. You have to say that Australia played like a team that selected a bunch of cunts that aren't in form. Well, that's exactly what they were. And, yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I don't want to take too much away from New Zealand. I think they t- dictated the pace of the game via the forwards, and, and Australia really struggled to get um, a lot of momentum through the middle. And um, you know, guys like Inglis and, and Slater and Thurston and and, and Cronk are going to struggle to play off the back of that. I think the New Zealanders 
dominance in the forwards um, nullified a lot of their Australia's attacking options. Okay, Chapo, the creator. A lot of Hiku haikus. Thurston kicks the ball. He wasn't particularly great either. No, Hiku can't catch the ball. Hiku, Hiku was rubbish. Hash Hiku haiku. Uh, Freako 9. Thought Hiku was good, but after hearing Gus Gould's call, I know Hiku's shit. Uh, we got Unky D. Who said International Rugby League is dead? That was a brilliant test match between the New Zealand Wallabies and Australian Seagulls. It's Mitchell 180. Thurston getting man in the match is as mind-boggling as Darius Boyd's selection in rep teams. <laughs> Eddie NZ. Great effort by the uh, Kiwis tonight against an Australian team filled with class. Great signs for the future. Jeremy underscore Jack 01. Cronk Smith Slater suck. So now I go for Kiwis because of you, Hiku. Ashiku haiku. <laughs> and uh, Jeremy Jacko won. He was on the haikus big time, and he sent this one. This one's for you, though. When Tapau came on, Jackson passed Glenn the tissues. Fap, 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 fap. Ashiku haiku. Hash, Polynesian penis patter. Well, I think it's a little disturbing that you would insinuate that I would ask my son... To pass, to the, pass the tissues. Give me a fucking Pass the tissues and then lock yourself in your room and don't come out until I give you the all clear. Yeah. <laughs> don't come out until you hear, until you hear the nine telecast stop. <laughs> Moving along. Seriously, how good was Marty DiPaolo? It's yeah. fucking fantastic. Here we go. Does he have a car? Does he have a two-seater? <laughs> Does he have room? <laughs> New South Wales under-20s Blues 30 defeated Queensland under-20s Maroons 8 out there at Penrith. And uh, the Blues tries to Tyrone Phillips. Jake Marmo, three tries, a hat-trick. Sione Matiutia got a try as well. Clint Gutherson from Manly, five from five, like a fucking laser. And the Maroons got tries to John Folau, Luke Bateman, and Brendan Elliott. benji it up, couldn't buy a goal. Zero from two. Pretty impressive display, I thought. I, I actually quite enjoyed this game. Um... I saw some tweets recently when Mamo played first grade that he was a bit of a loose cannon and, yeah. and crazy as a cut snake. Um, he's, he's got the crazy eyes on. Yeah. I'm not sure he's got any pupils, and that's how I know craziness. <laughs> yeah. You look into a man's eyes and there's no pupil there. It's a little bit scary. <laughs> You're not really sure where he's looking. Um, he's um, he's a bit of a strange kid. He doesn't look like – he's not built like a, a real speedster. Um, but fuck, he can move. Oh yeah, and strong. Like he's he's a nuggety little fella, and yep. um, quite a good player. There's big raps on him in in Newcastle, and um, he certainly showed why in this game. He um he had had a, had a cracking game. I thought Moses um his homophobic slur aside, I thought he had a good game. Um, his kicking game probably kept New South Wales um on top throughout, and um. Queensland probably just lacked a little bit, a little bit of the class. I think Gutherson was good at the back, um, and yeah, I, th- I thought both sets of forwards were pretty tough. As far as the twenties game went, there was still um, some pretty shoddy defence there at times. But mm-hmm. um, all in all, the, the you know there's some quality kids coming through there. Agree, agree. I'm happy with the way the Manly kids went. I mean, that's most the most interest I usually take in these games is sort of see how your next generation of guys get selected in the, you know that level, mm. how they go, and they came through brilliantly. So, very happy. I expected Milford to to be much more of a factor. 
You think he carved these kids, but you know, given what he does to the, mm. you know, the to the grown ups, but he's he's gone so well in the NRL. I just thought this he would have shown that he was is clearly class above. But um, he's been down a little bit, I guess, the last couple of weeks too. So you know, maybe he's, uh, that purple patch has dropped off a little bit. Sure, but no, um, good performance from the baby blues. Three in a row. Is it really? Yeah. Apparently. Have they played it three times? I thought it last year was the first year. Maybe three games. I don't know. Yeah, three okay. in a row. Three knows what they're saying. Drew underscore Nathan five. A good game by New South Wales Rugby League under 20 origin. Or as Meninga calls them, potential future Queensland origin stars. <laughs> and now we had uh, Mitch, NYC Report League. Does Matthew Lodge become the podcast mascot? As discussed earlier, yes, he does. The Ottoman is uh, no more. Ottoman just didn't deliver on his potential. Oh, but let me tell you. That's not... Delivery give on potential. Delivery. Give up on the bloke. Delivery on potential, though. You come out there with some strapping tape and you just write cunt straight on there. I mean, you're making a statement. Yeah. To this show, us, and the listeners. You are throwing down the gauntlet I mean, this, and a C-bomb at the same time. This kid's going to be the next Rochow. Incidentally, through the week, did you see there were some articles, talk of Rochow, possible bolter for the New South Wales State of Origin side. Wow. He's fucking, if he makes it, he's made it on our back. Let me tell you. Well, the way we've championed him by mispronouncing his name the way we like to say it. <laughs> <laughs> if that wasn't, if that didn't happen, he wouldn't be anywhere. You know, for all the gillets and fucking shit pronunciations from the commentators, yeah, could they slip a Rochio in there? Like, you we think know so. you're listening. You think so? You've stolen half of our shit before. Why don't you pop that in? Oh, motherfucker, stealing our shit too. Exactly. <sighs> Toa Samoa, thirty-two. Defeated Fiji Buddy 16 out there at uh, Centre League Stadium, a sporting bet stadium, sorry. A crowd of just over 9,000 for the uh, festivities. And uh, so, was, you know, everyone in Penrith came out again, I guess. <laughs> it seems like the population. And uh, this one, Samoa, the 32 points. There's came another 6,000 in Panthers still playing pogies. Yeah, well, they had a hat trick to Panani Manu. Carlos Tumavave and Daniel Vito tries. Inu, laser, 5 from 5. And a penalty goal. And he kicked really well. He kicked he kicked very well, and um, he's clearly on the outer with Desmond. Uh, oh, obviously. To the to the point where I think he'll be uh, he'll be playing somewhere else next year unless he you know something miraculous happens. Well, there's talk of him. There was has been talk of him being linked to the Tigers, but he came out and denied it. Personally. There was persistent talk about what, two months ago mm. or you know, a month and a half ago, not long after the season kicked off. But that kind of died away, and then I guess it's still sort of simmering there, I guess. Uh, Fiji, they had uh, tries to Kevin Nagama, Lottie Takiri, James Storer. Lottie Takiri, two from three conversions. We'll get to Lottie later. My God. I tweeted at the time. I said, if they fucking threw the kicking tee to Lottie when he was at the Tigers, you may not have fucking lost those finals games. You may have won the title in 2000. One thing I've always said about Lottie Takiri is that he's, he's, he's a man of many talents, Nathan. This is no. the best game Lottie Takiri has played since he fucking played Union. No. Disagree. He Round was one, in 2010. Catch Sydney and fucking catch and plant. Catch and plant. Catch it's and easy. plant. He, he fucking man just about killed Brett Stewart that night, Nathan. If yeah. you remember correctly. Yeah, Brett Stewart still playing. single-handedly. Play, yeah, Brett Stewart's still playing first grade and doing wonderfully in Lottie Takiri. Well, you know, North Sydney Bears. He's playing for a fucking dead club, isn't he? These points are quite valid, Nathan, but let's get back to this Fiji side. Um, some injuries to uh, to the Fijian halfback. Mm-hmm. 
halfback or five eight that went down. <sighs> Fuck, that's just really ignorant on my part. It is, it is, um, and me too. Anyway, someone got hurt and <laughs> led to Lottie Takiri being first receiver and pl- key playmaker uh, for the Fiji the general uh, fucking leader, first one over the trenches, rugby league side. Making everything happen. He was playing like a fucking god in this game. I've got to say, I mean, I'll give you him... You cannot sh- hate on the man for his effort. Mate, I was, was so fucking, I was so impressed with Lodge here in this game. I was like, wow, there actually is some fucking... There is... The, the, the gas tank isn't on empty. He's got something left, a little something. Maybe he used it all up in this game. I don't know, but there's something. It's a shame that they uh, won't be playing in the Four Nations and Lodge could take part in, in some further international uh, rugby league... Yeah, Fiji. this game was one of those games where Showcases you could tell. Times. I mean, they went into the halftime with the lead, Fiji, and you could just tell when Samoa scored that first try to go up 18-16, you could just feel it that like they were just going to run right. Mm. And in the end, I actually think it was closer than I felt it would be, you know, around the 40 Credit to the Fijians, they, they, you know, if it's one thing you can give the, uh, the Polynesian sides, it's their commitment to tackling. And 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 not milking penalties and no. shit and like oh. Corbin Sims is that the tackle of the season? I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, it's it's, what, it's, it's very similar to one that Matt I did on Cameron oh, Smith. Of course, it's some fucking man who played it. And um, oh man, Jesus. that's just one of those ones where the guy is running and he's not really looking that way. It's a tackle so where one hammered. man murders another. And, is the, what it and is. the guy just sweeps in from the clouds from the side and just fucking poleaxes them. It's magnificent. Oh. Just could only have been better if he had have like you know spilled the ball or you know then put Ben Roberts in that Samoan side. They trouble England oh. as far as I'm concerned. Put put Ben Roberts in that Samoan side. Trouble Australia. <laughs> quite frankly. Oh wow, <laughs> you uh, you are jumping on the footy facts bandwagon. Because um, they did have now Milford played for Smart. Mm-hmm. He played for Queensland Twenties. Yes. Unlikely he's going to be playing for Australia. In Four Nations, does he play for Samoa? That's an excellent question. You I say, excellent. I'm not sure what the eligibility rule is, but I say let the kid play. I say let him play too. I mean, you know, the, the eligibility is so fluid around. I mean, like, I can't see Milford Some play for Samoa. fucking sh- should be until we have, yeah. you know, 20 nations with kick ass international rugby with their, ma- their own development programs that are yeah. like deep as shit. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I just. I think Why so not? it should be a bit loose to help to help out the international scene it should just be a matter of oh you didn't get picked to Australia oh and this other team's playing well there you go you're eligible for that team because mm. we didn't pick you so I mean as long as there's some fucking link like yeah. it's not like yeah no no I don't mean like it's just open season on all Olympic of a sudden players, I'm, yeah. getting, I'm getting a call up for Russia yeah I don't think it's like because like, I drank some vodka once yeah it's not like the, you know, the Scottish team that tenuous the most tenuous shit that they sort of pull, you know, pull players across You've seen train spotting, you're all little fucking play for Scotland. <laughs> oh, you had Haggis once. <laughs> and you were repulsed by it. You're in. Um, look, I um, I look forward to Samoa's participation in the Four Nations. Um, certainly make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I love the Kummels, I think Samoa's probably a bit more of a refined side, a lot more first grade uh, experience in there. And um, Based on that game, you would... You'd probably give them a fair fight against England. Well, this is the thing, and you'll get some players in there too. So like, who's, you know, who's considered the developing nation, England or Samoa? At this point, yeah. 
much of a muchness, isn't it? Samoa ceilings high. And when they get and when they get into this four nations thing, you know there's going to be players playing for Samoa that you know didn't play on this occasion. But you're going to get like you know Steve Mathai is going to go in there in the centres. Mm. You know you're going to get guys like you know you have your Milford you know potentially in the side. Roberts, Roberts, general, you know taking taking charge of shit. It's going to be you know. I ever see you, Manifanai. It's going to be a better side. I think he's Samoa. Than he's now, and these guys did great. Jesse Sue, is he Samoan? I'm not sure. He might be talking. Look, you're our resident Polynesian expert, so oh. if you don't know, who does know? Well, that is exactly right. It's an unknowable thing, if you don't know it. I mean, it's just not meant to be known. I really should probably do my research on that. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, potentially, it could be uh, more West Tigers toughness in that Samoan side come the Four Nations, and that can only be a good thing. Okay, shithead listener who's just basically raised their head over the last couple of weeks. I know this won't interest Glenn, but some of these Polynesian ladies can be quite distracting too. Shunt 86. What about the crowd? A new plan for Penrith home games? Call up our batting players and have a pre-game prayer circle. That's um, one thing I did want to mention is the, the prayer circle from the Fijian side and the... Um, and forgive my ignorance, I'm not sure what... It's obviously not the Harker, but the Samoan yeah. equivalent of the Harker. Um, I'd fucking watch International Rugby League just for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The passion... You see, like, in the test match on Friday night, yes, the players were singing the national anthem. Yep. Um, the Australians, I say, but... And there's some guys that sing it way more passionately. And they kind of others. mouth it. Or, yeah, there's a couple of guys that And you've got to make the movement with your mouth because the camera's on. You don't want to look like an unpatriotic cocksucker that doesn't know the words to your national yeah. anthem. So, yeah. um, I, I love or the In the case passion. of a guy like Tamau, you know, be like, yeah, you're adopted national, <laughs> national anthem. Yeah. He, I mean, Tamau doesn't know the fucking words, that's yeah. for sure. God defend New Zealand doesn't go to this tune. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck <laughs> I do? I didn't even know the words to that. <laughs> um, but the passion that the, the players showed, um, you know, singing during the prayer circle and also um, the Samoan guys before the game, like, fuck me. Yep. That's, you know, I look forward to that in the Four Nations as well, certainly when they um, play the Kiwis. Yep. Yeah, it's. I think it's a great spectacle, um, and I look forward to Samoa kicking some ass. Pharaoh underscore facts. Every poly in New South Wales is at the game tonight. The security and scaffolding industry has been crippled by the event. Uh, Ashanta 86. What a night for the Pacific Test. A solid D, a few good offloads, and that was just in the Blakely household. And then he's gone, hashtag, you've got me all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Stoic You've got bun- me all wrong And what about his other tweet Where he didn't tag anyone or anything He just said Oh I look forward to the Glenn Blakely The two teams fighting out For the Glenn Blakely Cup Yeah <laughs> It's like Fuck you man Stoic bunny Good to see a game of footy With no dives Or players milking penalties It's been a while Okay and Yeah when players went down It was because they were dead <laughs> Exactly From being axed You fucking head butted in the face Yeah <laughs> Oh is it tag it easy Dirty, dirty grub. It's country origin, 26. Drew, city origin, 26. Down at Dubbo. Crowd of uh, 9,627. So a uh, good crowd down there in regional. And country origins, 26 points came from a double to Mead. Get it to Gordon. They got it to him once. Jamal Idris <laughs> and James McManus. Three conversions from five attempts of Tyrone Roberts. 
and City Origin 26 tries to Josh Reynolds, double to Daniel Tupo, Andrew Fafita and Hopper Jr. And three from five conversions for Adam Reynolds. Yeah, country seemed to, to have the game well and truly wrapped up and then mm-hmm. City stormed home to uh, to clinch a draw. On the back of Jack White and Mr. Ackles, essentially. He still got paid. Yeah, he still got paid. It's all that matters. It's all that matters on Gem White Cockhead. Um Again, I don't think it's a selection trial by any stretch of the imagination, but um, I'm not sure Will Hopewadi. I saw some people saying that he should be picked for New South Wales. Not there yet. He's, he's played there, obviously, before off the back of a pretty impressive season or so with Manly, but mm-hmm. um, I don't think he's there yet. He's, no, I just he's definitely think he's not there lacking yet. a bit of size, but he certainly showed a fair bit of pace off the mark to get his try, which... Um, put them within two and Reynolds made no mistake with the conversion so um, fairly entertaining game there's some names in there that probably in their wildest dreams didn't think they'd be earning a rep jumper but um, they still put on a, a, quite an entertaining match and again it's um, you know to take the game to Dubbo and and places like that I think it's it's a way for the game to give back and it's, it's a good way to um, you know Country rugby league's been fairly uh, raped and pillaged over time, and 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 it certainly doesn't get the attention and the and the funding that it it has received in in years gone by. But um, you know, games like this, uh, the city country game, there's a lot of people that say it doesn't mean much, but um, I think for the country folk, they they certainly love getting out and supporting it. Yep. Um. Did anyone really? Put their hand up, you know, Mullen and Reynolds. Yeah, a lot well, of talk about Mullen and Reynolds, but uh, who got the better of that exchange? I you think. know, someone like Idris, maybe. And it's something, Gus Gould actually made a really good point in commentary. It's, um, you know, even if if Laurie Daly has a, as a coach, you would think, has a way that he wants the side to play. Yeah. And with Mullen and Reynolds being such contrasting type footballers, as, as Gould said... Either one of them could have an absolute blinder in in the city yep. country game, but if his style of play doesn't really fit with how Daly sees his side taking shape, the guy that doesn't have the that doesn't have the blinder could be the one that gets picked. So, yeah. um, and this is what we talk about: is a legitimate trial. It's you know the, I think the game's got so professional and there's so much focus from you know a coach that. His um, primary, you know, his only focus is the state of origin team. Then um, he obviously goes a fair bit deeper than, okay, we got you know seventeen on seventeen. I'm going to pick my origin side out of these guys. It's, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if, if if there's going to be a bolter like you say, maybe Idris um, and maybe Reynolds in in Daly's eyes, maybe cemented his his spot in the side either on the bench or at five eight if Maloney's not fit. So. Um, I just think there's there's probably more to gain from this game as a spectacle for the country for the people in the country than there is as far as selection trial answering any questions as as to how the New South Wales side is going to be made up. Yeah, and uh, former underscore legend, we've already had it. We, we, we you said it, but uh, Jack White and three errors in the last ten minutes. Still, at least you get paid. Hash dickhead. Uh, Hayden Fatenny said, uh, 
I find it funny that this was New South Wales versus New South Wales today and still New South Wales couldn't win. <laughs> hash fail, hash nine in a row. Well, also, I mean, they didn't lose either, Hayden. So, you know, goes both ways. DJ X-Plane. Horrible one-on-one defence by Jack White and directly results in two city tries. Both tries, he got paid. And uh, you'll never live that down. No. Or at least not for a little while, anyway. Previews for what round are we up to again? Nine of the uh, 2014 yes. NRL season. Kicks off. Blockbuster. Friday night football. Sydney Roosters versus the West Tigers. West Tigers decimated. Decimated. A team of champions becomes a team of wounded warriors. The baby Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> They're back. Um, yeah, let's face it. They've lost some guys. They have. But they're all right. They're in all right shape. Farrah's the one. Think, Farrah's a big loss. Oh, huge. I actually think that the the forwards will hold their own against the Roosters, and that's a big call. But um, my my biggest concern is, is Robbie um, and his control around the ruck, getting the, uh, you know, the the plays on the on the front foot in order to... To set Brooks and, and some of the outside backs free, so that's it. You have got the forwards. The forwards can individually match their opposite numbers, no doubt about it. However, it all comes down to the line. You getting them on the go. Exactly. Um, I think Brooks uh, Brooks really needs to um, stamp his authority. I, I, he took some steps uh, in the Titans game, although he did make a couple of errors. Errors. You could see that he was. Uh, really trying to put his stamp on the game and, and take some authority in Robbie's absence. And, and that's a good sign. So uh, I look forward to that developing. But, um, look, you'd, you'd have to be a brave man or, or, or a diehard Tigers fan to uh, to tip the Tigers. But uh, I'll be tipping the Tigers. Why? 1-12, to 12, I, th- I think it'll be a very tight game. But the Roosters would be expecting to win and... and by all reports, given the Tigers' injuries, um, they should win. But, you know, the West Tigers of 2014 are uh, a resilient bunch and they uh, they rise to the occasion. I expect them to do so here. Look, quite frankly, if the Titans could beat the Tigers so easily, the Roosters are going to do it 10 times easier. Roosters by 13 plus. Although, you know, pick your line. Could get massive. I just... I really hope that it is a very competitive match through through the forwards and um, you know I just think the Tigers are such a young side um, and their confidence has, has been really bubbling over I'm a bit worried that a blowout loss could set them back a few yep. pegs if you know what I mean yep, which um, can happen to young sides sure um, I've probably got a bit of faith in, in Kidwell's defensive coaching and and Potter's ability to get their heads on that uh, they'll definitely compete at every facet and um, if they're good enough and, and they get a bit of luck out of their way then they can uh, they can certainly win North Queensland Cowboys are taking on the Brisbane Broncos up there at 1300 teeth also Friday night football no doubt the game that we'll be subjected to uh, in Queensland as the live game. 
This one. Well, you know, the Broncos have been going okay but can't finish games off. The Cowboys have looked better the last two games. They have. And they took it to Manly for a little while. Manly were obviously better overall. But, you know, the Cowboys seem to be, I don't know, they, you know, they seem to be turning it around. And this dropping Louie thing was a masterstroke. I'd uh, probably be inclined to tip the Cowboys. But the Broncos have, have had a habit in this, this season so far when I have tipped against them of winning. But I just think the, the road, tri- road trip, a few injuries um, to the Broncos. David Haller comes into the side, which is a good inclusion. Um, ben Hannett's been pushed to Reggie's. So. Playing for, uh, for Ipswich, isn't he? Yeah, I think Queensland so. Cup, yeah. yeah. So, I, I just think it's too much strike power as far as Thurston. Uh, well, Thurston alone, really, but just through the middle with Scott and Tamau. Probably too strong for the Broncos. I think they're too big. Um, they'll make too many metres and, and the Broncos won't be able to go with the Cowboys. I agree. I agree. And, uh, yeah, I think the Cowboys win. Probably only 1-12. to 12. And uh, I don't rule out the Broncos having great moments in this game and, uh, you know, making a game of it, but I think the Cowboys will get them. So moving to Saturday, the New Zealand Warriors take on Canberra Raiders at Eden Park. Eden Park, I, I couldn't I couldn't go against the Warriors. Uh, yep. I think they've they've showed signs of, of their form improving um, or beating some losses recently, but the Raiders have, have been very similar. They've been... Very inconsistent. Um, some good matches this season, but also some horrible losses as well. Um, Jack Whitens continues in the six. Um, no doubt he'll be paid for this game. Indeed. Um, but I still think the Warriors will win. I think the Warriors will get them. I mean, the Raiders probably aren't going to be bad as bad as they were last time or you know, as dominated as they were last time in the last start. Also, the bounce-back factor, I think, will be less because you know it's a fortnight since that game yeah, exactly. now. You know? like, they haven't got that next week thing to bounce straight back. They're just back. worried about getting paid. They're not worried about... You know, yeah, Josh Papali, back in the side, in the 17 jersey, after playing up here at South South Logan, I believe he was playing, you know, recently. Back from uh, injury. Saw some, saw some interviews, you know, where he's like, you know, he's been so poor that, you know, his origin position's under threat, and that's obviously a fact if you down, drop down to Queensland Cup. Well, I thought he was coming back from injury, my apologies. <sighs> I think it's, I, th- I think it was form. Right. Yeah, I think it was form. And uh, so he's, but he's back in the side now, and let's face it, y- you can't afford not to have him in your side, yeah. at least on the bench, when you've just been flogged by 50. Exactly. <laughs> like, come on. So uh, he'll be back, pressing, obviously trying to you know, retain his origin spot. And, yeah, I still I think that uh, the Warriors, they're showing me enough that I think at home, against a team that doesn't travel well at all, and a team that just got flogged, yeah, I think I think they can get there. And it, But, you know, it, with the unusual circumstance that they got flogged a fortnight ago mm-hmm. um, and won't, you know... It won't be still burning. Yeah, that immediate bounce back won't yeah. you know, be as much of a factor as it can be with sides. Exactly. Gold Coast Titans take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs up at the Seabus Snake Stadium. <laughs> Rabbitohs are a tough one. Uh, just snuck home with a win against the Broncos last start. Um, and the Titans had a good win away at Leichhardt against the Tigers. So Titans heading back home. Rabbitohs aren't really adverse to winning away from home. They'll have a fair whack of support down there. and 
I've got a funny feeling about the Titans, but I just can't go past the Rabbitohs with the class in their side. I've got a funny feeling about the Titans too. They're shit. They're going to get and smashed. Right? I don't know if they're going to get smashed, but they're shit. I can't believe they ever touched the top of the ladder this season. Yeah. And I can't That's believe the thing. They're still I've got a funny are. feeling they might just knock the, the bunnies off because the bunnies have had shown some tendencies to uh, to be fairly vulnerable at points this season. So and they far, are rocks so. and they are rocks and diamonds. You know, mm. I feel like their consistency is getting better as the season's going, and they're starting to become you know what they were. Yeah, but. Then you think of the Broncos game, you know, they, you know, narrowly got out of that one by the skin of their teeth mm. and against, you know, surrendering a, a very good lead and to be absolutely stomped for the next 60 minutes. So I just, look, I'm going to tip the, I'm going to tip South because I think they're a better side on their day. I don't, I think the Titans have this level and yeah, you spoke about, uh, I don't know which team we we're talking about back in the day, but you know, we're talking about teams that have a certain level and then when it comes down to it and they need to get a, yeah. that, find that next gear. The, the Titans are an absolute template of the team that has that one level. Might not make many mistakes. Won't do anything exceptionally brilliant either. Yeah. Do enough to win games, but they don't have another level. To, you know, if if they need to go with the side. I agree. Melbourne Storm versus mighty Manly Sea Eagles down at Amy Park on Saturday night. This is going to be a tough one. No daily, no chance. Daily Jerry Evans, no, he's uh, he's named in the seven. He played a devastating six minutes of football for Australia, and uh, yeah, uh, nice sabotage job from Tim Sheens, a fucking piece of shit. So will he play? Look, they the newspapers. All the talk was was that he was hurt, and he's been named in the side. Telegraph, Telegraph saying like three or four weeks. Manly saying one week, if that. Uh, he's been named in the side, but I don't believe for a moment that that's the, that's the case. I, I'm I'm positive that he won't play. Jason King's been named in the 17 uh, jersey on the bench. Clearly, his backup for Cherry Evans. <laughs> yeah, well, he's in the 17, not the 18, though. So the way it's going to pan out is uh, Brett Stewart, I believe, is the captain this week. Uh, you know, no problem at all with. The, I mean, Williams. Why is mean, what my captain? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, does the Stewart just edge him in seniority? Don't know. Don't know. I mean, the, as far as the pack's concerned, they lost uh, lost Glenn Stewart. But I mean, let's face it, they flogged Canberra by fifty last week, uh, last game, mm. with Glenn Stewart on the bench for you know from very early on in the game. Uh, so I don't really have much problem with the forwards. I think they're going to do their job, and uh, they'll certainly stand up against the Storm. It just comes down to the little things. I mean, Little John had a great debut. Can he conjure up the same sort of amazing shit that he did in his first game? He's going to have to. Uh, otherwise, you know the back. You know the back line is the back line. I mean, it's, you know, it's premiership winning back line. I mean, you know, these guys for the most part have been around for a while. It's just this question: What's going to happen in six and seven? Little John's been named in six. He's going to be playing in six, but seven. Cherry Evans doesn't play. What happens? They're going to be bringing. They're doing it. All the smoke and mirrors is because they're bringing up a kid. Yeah, I who's going to get the nod? I think the huge loss is Jamie Lyon, um, just for his steadying captain's influence on the side as a whole, but also the reassurance he gives Cherry Evans. Um, if he had been there, um, you know, to take some of the pressure off Little John as well, uh, not just you know in general play, but also the kicking game. So. If he needed it, you know, look, yeah, if the kid yeah. starts getting a little bit rattled and, and yeah. he needs a senior player to step in there and help him out, then yeah. if Lyon was there, he'd be that guy. Whereas with him out of the side, they really are on their own. So, um, I, if if Cherry, 
if it was a full strength manly side, I'd be tipping manly for sure. Yeah. I, I just don't think the Storm are the same side they have been. They've been a little bit vulnerable at home. The Warriors just knocked them off. And um, if Four and, and Line were in the sign and Cherry, Cherry Evans didn't have that injury cloud over him, um, I would have no hesitation tipping Manly because I think that they um, they have a real hold over Melbourne and uh, having beaten them in so many big you know in big games over time, including you know what was the score in that grand final twenty nil or something? Um, yeah, nil on that big. Yeah, I think I think Melbourne close game. Most impressed with the, the nil score line. No doubt you would do Manly. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a famous victory going up with, you know, like the, the baby Broncos and all these little things. It's about time Manly's had, you know, the, the, the baby the baby Seagulls. Uh, we haven't had to, had to do it, you know, for a very long time. And uh, this is a, gives the next generation a chance to, you know, show, show what they're made of. There's a lot of steadying influences in the side there. Brett Stewart, uh, Steve Mathai, uh, Matt Ballin, Watt Moe, Justin Horro. These guys have all been there. Jason King there as well. It's actually funny. I was talking to... Um, to uh, Cherry's godfather uh, yesterday, day before, and he was saying that we were just talking about Jason King and you know should he retire and that sort of thing. And he said, "Look, the one thing that sticks to me sticks sticks with me about Jason King is that when um, Cherry was making his debut, Jason King came up to him and said, "Look, you know, it's your first game, just don't worry about it." He said, "You just do what you, you just do, you just do your thing." And he said, "If anyone, you know, if anyone fucking smashes you or anything like that, don't worry about it. I got him." I'll get, I'll get him back, and he said that he's, he's never forgot. Like he's never forgotten that. That was like one of the big things, big factors for him when he started out. Was Jason King, you know, looking over him and he had his back. So yeah, you know, important. And this guy was like a you know a co-captain of the side as well, which is strange. You know, given that he's named in the side, maybe is he suspect? Will he drop off? You know, you think he'd be given the the captaincy? I guess you know, given he's not started. Yeah, you know, maybe that's Shane why Brett Stewart got it. Shane but um, Clum, he's done so much for future future CEO of the club without a shadow of a doubt. And uh, you know, it's good to have him inside this week. And uh, hopefully, he can stay in the paddock, take on the, and do what he did with Souths. Just take on the entire forward pack, you know, of the Storm single handedly, beat them all into submission, make them the team's bitch, and you know, on the way to a famous victory. Newcastle Knights take on. The Penrith Panthers at Hunter Sunday afternoon 2pm game I want to tip the Knights not with any great deal of confidence because I think both these they're quite similar I think with their form the Knights and the Panthers um, games that you thought they might be expected to win they've dropped and other games yep. you expected them to get you know copper thumping they've yep. won so um, I like the Knights at home it's it's nostalgic. It's you know I, I don't know that there's any stats this season. Yeah, but then they got raped by the Broncos at home, didn't they? Yeah, that's I mean, what they pound the Cronulla. Be there, you any know. stats that show that the Knights have been immeasurably, um, you know, a, a lot better at home. But traditionally, the, they're they're great at home. Like you know, for also, for you yeah. know their entire existence, they've been stronger at home than away. But you know, I was, I was thinking of that Broncos game, and they got absolutely pounded in that game. Yeah. I um, and they had McKinnon watching as well, didn't they? You know yeah, I mean? like you know, Look, despite that, you're saying all the right things, Nathan. But I'm still going to tip the Knights. Yeah, yeah. Fairly close game though. Well, yeah, my my feelings on Penrith at the start of the season they're a very hyped side. Yeah, you know, they're definitely going to be a big improver. They're going to make it in the eight. You know, that's what people were saying. I didn't think so. I thought they'd improve a little bit, but not you know, young side and Penrith seems to 
Yeah, Newcastle's another side. Seen to cop a lot of injuries, mm. like every single season. Much you know, like the West Tigers, Nathan. But you can't think. Of, you can't think of a time when they had a good run, you know, injury-free run all the way through the season. Mm. Like some other clubs, you don't. You know, hardly get any key injuries. You know, so both of these sides are, uh, you know, a little bit, a little bit injured. Darius Boyd in fucking horrific form at the moment. Shocking. I mean, that guy should be playing Reggie's. You know, for for whatever that Reggie's is in the context of Newcastle. Like whatever the park Probably something his contract so that he can play for, some, for, play. for a side not coached by one minute. Club side not coached by one minute. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, this is really hard. This could be a Vuvuzela of the of the round too. And uh, look, I'm going to go with the Knights based on the home thing with with zero, zero confidence at all. I mean, I can't, I couldn't at all tip Penrith for this game either, but don't, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if they got a win. St. George Illawarra Dragons take on the Bulldogs. It'll be the uh, Channel 9 game. On Sunday afternoon, so uh, live at 4pm on Channel 9 in standard definition. Is this the start of the undoing of the dogs? I'd like dragons. to say, I'd like to say, say so, but I, I just I can't see the Dragons really giving the Bulldogs too many troubles. I expect the, uh, the Bulldogs to win by a lot more than what they have been recently. The bubbles burst for the Dragons. They had a promising start, a start that surprised everybody in football, probably surprised themselves as well. The bubbles burst now. Not only is the bubble burst, there was a balloon's burst, and the balloon's flown up in the air, done that thing when a balloon gets the air sucked out of it, and it's spinning around and around and around. Then it's gone down, landed in their open mouth, and now they're choking on the fucking bubble. It's burst, and the Dragons got nothing, and the doggy's going to win this one by a fucking thousand. Field goals. <laughs> Is that clear enough? Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> Monday Night Foot Bitch, Parramatta Eels take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. And when you get those three elements combined together, Parramatta plus Cronulla plus Monday Night Foot Bitch, what does it equal? Vuvuzela. This is, this is going to be a fucking shocking game. What's on TV on Monday night? I know what's on TV on Monday night. I'll be able to watch Game of Thrones a couple of hours earlier than I would otherwise have watched it. Tip the Sharks. Us. <laughs> you fucking maniac. What are you talking about? Sorry. Let me just put retarded Glenn back into his box. <laughs> I'm going to tip the eels. Yeah, you and everybody else in the world. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think they'll, they'll just be too good. Their forwards play with way too much enthusiasm for the Sharks. Uh, they're playing at Paris Stadium where they grow a leg. And, um, Jared Hayne, Chris Sandow, I think they'll have a bit of a night out against the Sharks and win 13-plus. Paul Gallen uh, playing his, his customary origin tune-up games where he comes back from injury to play and make a cameo appearance for the Sharkies. Uh, yeah, there, oh, there is, I can't see any way for the Sharks to win this. And if they do, I'll be incre- I'll be dumbfounded. This, I agree. This is, I just do not see them winning this game at all. So that's it. Wow, that's the round of football. Parramatta, 13+. plus. Rad Radra. Hat trick. Well, fucking let me look at this. As far as I go, you is know, he one, is, what a success rate I have for tipping Fijians for hat tricks. Is Rad Radra and Hopper Jr., are they going to be lining up against Blake Ashford and Bo Ryan? Because I tell you what, there's some punting value right in. <laughs> What's it going to pay for both of those guys to score two tries each? <laughs> you get good money. Probably a dollar ten. <laughs> Fucking semi Rad Radra though, when he, if he's on if he's on Ashford and Ryan, oh, just ring the bell, ding ding ding, he might get five tries. He may get more. He might get a double hat trick. Can you imagine that? 
Jesus. If he, I'm going to go on record right now. If he does that, if he scores more than three tries in his game, his revelation season, shut the gate, the competition's over. I'd be inclined to agree with you there. <laughs> That is full time for episode 153. I can't believe we actually, this is a similar sort of length episode to what we normally, we must have spent all that time on, on Connie getting his dick sucked. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League, and we're on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. So make sure you keep hitting that like button, sharing our posts and all that sort of thing, and throwing comments down below when we have our show posts as well. Always love the feedback, and who knows, you might get to hear your name on the show, followed by an avalanche of... Uh, Slander, essentially, come from Glenn. And uh, <laughs> Jeez, that's a bit harsh. Crack? Yeah, yeah. Every now and then, I'll you know, someone will fucking get my back up, and I'll have to smack them down. But uh, we got two reviews this week: uh, a new one, I believe, and an amended one, an updated one. Uh, first one, Drew Nathan. If this is the first time he's reviewed the show, fuck me, dead. He's late. Appreciate your review and everything, bro. But Jesus, first re- rule of Twill. Talk about Twill, five stars. Hey guys, long time listener, first time reviewer. Just wanted to write and let everyone know these two men are amazing at delivering rugby league news, reviews and previews. They're funny, intelligent and incredibly vulgar and I love every minute of it. If you haven't listened to them yet, you need to do yourself a favour and subscribe then join the Twill Nation on Twitter and Facebook. It's like an instant friends list. Do it. Wow. What a pleasant review that was. It's in direct contrast to anything else he ever says to us. <laughs> and the next one, Pure League, five stars from Shane Aaron Elvis. He initially reviewed... This be good. He reviewed us back in the day when he first started, and he sent us a tweet and said, look, I've redone the review. You know, I did. It. I hadn't listened to you much when I did the first one, so you know, it's, 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 a, it's a revised one now. It's easy to dismiss these two rogues for their use of profanity. However, it would be at your loss. Hiding between each use of the C-bomb are pearls of wisdom, as Nate and Glenn bounce well off each other, and... <laughs> and the banter flows as naturally as two guys in a pub reading the sports section of a newspaper. Where they truly excel is their real talk when it comes to more serious topics, avoiding all the sensationalism you get from the tabloids, grounding their opinions with a sweet touch of compassion. One of the strongest strings on their bow is they've managed to unite a, a ragtag bunch of misfits under the umbrella of the Twill Nation, which functions well as an ever-present third host. Think WWE Universe, but less virgins, I think. If you love League and have a Twitter account, you'll have a wonderful year. (laughs) If you love League and have a Twitter account, you'll have a wonderful year of footy, regardless of your team's successes or failings. Sure, at first there's a lot of in jokes, but it doesn't take long to get into the swing of things. This is the podcast you deserve. Get stuck in. That's a magnificent review. That's that's one of my favourite reviews ever. That's up there. You fucking say that every week, but yeah, but I mean it. This this time I mean it. I'm pretty sure. I'm the boy that's cried fucking love my favourite review. <laughs> I'm the boy that's cried that's cried favourite review, but this this time I actually mean it. Um, look, that guy, he's a bit of a cock too, but um, I'm pretty sure he got his missus to write that review. <laughs> we didn't answer the question. Which Is he one? a fucking magician? Where did, you, where did that come oh, I still don't I'm quite sure understand where that came from. You said it to me. I don't know why I have this thing. That I'm just going to meet him one day, and shortly before I glass him, he's going to pull like a bunch of flowers out from under, up from his sleeve. Yeah, and then coin, I'm going to glass Pull him. a coin out from one year or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And he's like, oh, look at this. I pulled a rabbit out my ass, and then I'm just going to shove a bourbon glass in his face. Yeah. Because no, he's a cock, and all not, those nasty things he's always said to me. That's not going to happen. 
Maybe would, this was just like something that happened in a, in, in a sex dream you had about him or something. No, well, he's not nearly Polynesian enough, but um, I'm sure he's a magician. Shane, he, hook us up. Are you a magician? <laughs> Are you available for kids' parties? <laughs> All right. I'm sure he, it says entertainer, and I don't know if he's just using that term liberally because, you know, that homeless guy that listened to him once. Yeah. And threw him part of his cardboard box to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know where you got it from. And but I'm if he is a magician, here. I wish he'd make himself disappear because he's a cunt. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! You went in then, didn't you? Uh, tipping and fantasy, same as last week. Uh, the rep round obviously put a pause on that, and actually Shane and Elvis, I believe, he was on top of the table for tipping at that <laughs> we point. Should disappear from that too. <laughs> and of course, with the shot, we still pull a spoon out your house and fuck <laughs> off down the bottom. <laughs> now we are still clearing out some old Revelation shirts. We've got Tigers in Decline shirts as well, and uh, let's face it, injury toll left front suffering at the moment. That's more relevant than ever. They also the Titans, for goodness' sake, uh, and of course, membership still available. In every size at this stage, so get on there and become a part of the uh, wonderful Twill Nation family. And that's it. That's all I got. I'm about to start the long trek home and listen to the dulcet tones of fuck knows what. The voices inside your heads. Yeah, probably. They all speak with Polynesian accents. <laughs> telling, you, telling you just, just to rest your head for a minute. It's all right. The car's got cruise control. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. autopilot. <laughs> You know, if you have the car on cruise control, it only controls the speed. It doesn't steer. <laughs> Wait, what? So, yeah. That's it. Thank you for listening. Try I appreciate each and every one of our listeners. Even the ones I call cunts. Try not to suck a dick on the, on the drive home, Glenn. <laughs> There's only going to be one in the car, and it's not going to be particularly large, try, let me tell you. Try to keep your lips unwrapped around the gear stick. <laughs> Imagine if I posted... Everyone was saying, you know, oh, who hasn't sent a dick pic? Who hasn't sent a dick who hasn't pic? Sent a, who hasn't sent someone a dick pic? I'm like, well, I, for one, have never sent a picture I, of a dick. I, I, for one, have never sent a picture of a dick. I'm sorry, well, is this some little sordid underworld that I'm stumbling onto? Like, I just... Could you imagine? Imagine if I just started doing it now and sent Nicola a picture of a dick. She'd be like, the fuck is that? You've taken that for someone else and then you fucking just sent it to me like, you know, as an afterthought. She's like, I've seen it before. It wasn't that impressive and I don't need to see it again. Especially when I'm in a meeting and my phone's sitting on the table (laughs) and it just flashes up. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, since when have iPhone Zooms been quite that effective? Yeah, there's no pixelation at all. It's incredible technology these days. It's amazing. It still looks tiny. Stop sending dick pics. How sad. Fucking dirty fuckers. <laughs> the end. Unless it's to Nathan. Hello at thisweekinleague.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, send them, send them there and I'll forward them to your work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could end badly. <laughs> Excellent. That's, anyway, that's it. We are out of here. Talk to you next not week. not crap on for another two and a half minutes and crack two hours? Well, we when we only had four games to review. I know, what will we talk about? <laughs> Oh no, dicks. We don't know. We don't, yeah, we don't. It's an hour. 57. Why is that the why? You got me all wrong. There's an, there's an hour fifty-seven of that already on there. I mean, come on now. I mean, not to mention like you know, countless hours and hours in the past. All right, let's call it a quit, then. All right then. See you next week. See you next week. We're not going to make two hours.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.